0: Is, uh, We're recording alright, so uh, it yeah, is a little I record recording anything.
1: It, it is a little known Which fact that this?
0: Joshua Michael can do a mean Fred Schneider.
1: Who's that? I bet you could do Fred Schneider, you could do Will Schneider, you could do <laughs> Engelbert Schneider, who you can do whatever Engelbert you want, to
2: do. Well for the
0: unenlightened, Fred Schneider is the uh the gay dude from the B fifty twos.
2: Oh yeah, that guy, right? I always think of Kate Pearson, though. Ooh, I just I, I think of Kate Pearson's looks. I love I love her in her giant wigs and her makeup and her, her is she, dresses. Is she
0: the blonde or the redhead?
2: The redhead.
0: Mm. Who's the blonde?
2: I can't think of her name, but I watched in, – in, oh, I'm a sneeze. I watched a really great interview with her. Bless you. Uh, Bless thinks Like in the last, like within this year. Uh, and um, there's a guy on YouTube who he talks, he breaks down music and songs and albums. Uh, he's kind of a heavy dude with a short, short hair and glasses, and he's he wanted to talk to uh, talk to her about writing um, "Rome," which is my favorite B52 song. And she came out, and they they discussed the whole thing and how they got started and everything. She's not doing that great. That that gal, she's most. I, I don't think she's mostly blind. I think, she, but she had giant sunglasses on because I think she's just showing her age and stuff like that. I think she's had some health oh. issues. Okay, so the blonde, but, uh, is, the blonde is Cindy Wilson. Cindy Wilson, yeah, perfect name. <laughs> Kate, Kate Pearson is what she's married. She's in a she's married to her wife, and they have this like farm and recording studio. Yeah, I think in Atlanta I, outside of Atlanta.
0: I heard that there's this like mm-hmm. super hot lesbian chick I work with, and somehow we got on the top of the B Fifty Twos, and uh, she was like, I know her, and. Like she said the same thing. Like exactly mm-hmm. what we just said. Exactly what we just said and uh she saw him she's seen him a bunch of times. She saw him back in the seventies and shit, like Whoa. Like old school shit. You know yeah. you know, you know the you know the B fifty twos are the ones that did the uh the re- okay, so the first season of I think I think it was halfway through the second season of Rocco's Modern Life, they changed the theme theme song and they had the B fifty twos to it.
2: I never watched it, but I did hear something about that. Like, they'd done some TV themes. Yeah.
0: Well, I can do a Mean Fred Schneider. If we're doing a Love Shack, uh, i I pick the, the the skinny little gay guy. Tony,
2: I know what you're thinking. <laughs> you do every time. <laughs> <laughs> I would try, try to pull Two off. Two minutes, 12 seconds in, we're already canceled.
0: Already canceled. That's a, Is that a record we need to keep... Ca- track
1: of that no it's not it's not
0: uh, all we gotta, all, if we really want to get canceled all we can do is say is uh we support joe rogan and <laughs> pfft, we're done <laughs> the controversy around him this week has been crazy and uh kind of what did he do
2: uh, yeah tell us tell us
0: uh a bunch of fucking wokesters artists decided that they were going to take their music off spotify because Spotify supports supports Joe Rogan. And of course they side with the guy that gets like, you know, eight billion fucking downloads of a fucking show. And uh the Sharon Stone shit on him today, man, that's been pretty bad, man. It's like one really? of those things like Well anyway. I don't wanna get extra cancelled. Tony, I see the look in your eyes.
1: <laughs> no, see my glass the glare of my glasses. But it's good to see you guys, man. <laughs> So you see who else got canceled, apparently? Who got canceled? Brian Kendrick.
0: Oh, dude, yeah, I saw that, like, two hours ago, and I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Who's that? Yeah. Tony, take the mantle. Take the conch.
1: Actually, I don't... I just kind of heard a little bit, like, previously some conspiracy theory stuff and some stuff to do with the Holocaust that, like, he said, like, ten years ago. Yeah. And freaking... Apparently, some people some people didn't know. Some people knew. Some people didn't know. And it freaking. Uh, some somebody had a recording of it and freaking put it out there, and freaking he, he got pulled.
0: Yeah, he got pulled hours before the show. Tony Khan's yeah tweet. I saw that and like I get it, man. It's corporate shit,
2: but like his his response. What does he do? Who is this? Tony Kendrick. Mm-hmm? Who is this?
1: Brian Kendrick, he's a he's a wrestler. For he was oh. in WWE for a long time, and he was supposed to debut in AEW tonight. And friggin' some comments he made okay. um ten years ago came out, and friggin' they pulled him.
2: Yeah, I dude, I'm, I it's it's a terrifying thing to think about the stuff that we talked about in college. Uh, my my buddy Damon, who got me kind of started in the film industry, he was interested in filming virtually everything and i remember being at a party one time and he was like go he was going around interviewing everybody at the party uh about uh ebonics this was like 1999 or 2000 or something and he was like tell me what you think of ebonics and people were like really concerned about saying what they thought And I thought I had a pretty good articulate answer, but at the same time I was petrified to put myself on film talking about what I thought Ebonics was. But then I didn't have to worry about it because uh, this dude, Bo, he turned right around, talked right into the camera, and said something to the effect of, uh, it's the idiot language of monkey people. Holy shit. And he just went, he just, he didn't go off on it he wasn't angry or animated about it he was just like stating his point he was like this is nonsense it doesn't have to happen there's no reason that people who need to separate themselves from the rest of society by way of what they're saying and how they say it there's purposefully these people are purposefully speaking improper english on purpose, on purpose He'd be shut down now. He'd just be destroyed for it. He, he,
0: he absolutely would. And I, I, I hesitate to mention this, but uh, on the subject of being canceled, Whoopi Goldberg went in some fucking tirade on The View the other day about how the, Kinda, Holocaust, yeah. or the Holocaust isn't about racism. And
2: It yeah, wasn't about race, she said.
0: Yeah, race. And uh, so she got canceled. They They suspended her for two weeks, and apparently she's – Threatening to quit. She's apologetic. It, it, she is apologetic, but then and the uh, on the other hand, back to comic books. Uh, earlier this week, uh, Art Spiegelman's um, Mouse got canceled in fucking, yeah. uh Tennessee. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It got pulled. It got pulled uh, from the from the fucking libraries, and you're not allowed to read it, or, or you're just not going to get it from the school or a
2: library. You're not going to get it from a library in a school right now. Yeah, and then, I, there was a whole. There was a. There was. A, it, it's weird that that got looped into this. Sorry, I'm spiking. I'm see. No, no, you're fine. Uh, I, I just. I just think it. It's... It got. It got looped into this business because the people in Texas and Tennessee who are trying to ban these books right now are trying to shut down uh books that they think promote LGBTQ yeah, that's, lifestyles. That's not what and I'm about. like. No. no, it doesn't have anything to do with that at all, except for the fact that folks under the the header of that were also thrown in concentration camps.
0: Uh, on a, a base level, Mouse is basically animal farm in Auschwitz with rats. And <clears throat> uh, the Jewish community absolutely adores this book. I know this for a certainty, because when I was working for the independent... My editor uh, very rarely did any stories herself, but uh, Edie mm-hmm. took uh, the helm on interviewing Art Spiegelman and an anniversary of of Mouse, and that's when she found out I like comic books. But but it, like the the story got rave reviews, and then it reminds me of the Rage Against the Machine line. They don't have to burn the books; they just remove them now. And then yeah. I, and then I I had a customer on the line today that was talking about how uh, ashamed she is about uh, American leadership, and she was former military, and I told her, my spiel, I've told you guys a billion times, like, I, I, it does suck, but you can't discredit the American, the, the American heart about what we are. Like, like, just because we have shitty leadership at the moment doesn't mean that we're not Americans, we won't rally when it actually fucking matters, you know, okay. weird shit's happening right now, but, um... Back to back to Mouse, it backfired on them, and uh, there are hundreds of local comic shops that are now offering uh, uh-huh. free Mouse graphic novels to anyone in Tennessee that asks for one. Uh, yeah, it skyrocketed uh, Mouse to the to the top of the of the list of best graphic novels of all time. Uh,
2: fantastic
0: yeah uh, I don't think it is the best graphic novel of all time but like regardless I love the fact that it backfired on these fucking cancel fucks and, and
2: yeah no doubt
0: Tony have you read Mouse
2: uh, it's been a while but yeah yeah, yeah me too it's gotta to have been 25 years it's a long it, time it, ago I read it yeah, yeah.
0: It, it was one of the I, first don't
2: even, I don't even have a copy of it but I, do, I should get
1: one
0: it's one of the first graphic novels I ever read and it fucking knocked me my fucking socks off and then I had a customer that is a, a English professor in West Virginia, and uh, I asked him, i'm like, I heard word on the street is that they're pulling um uh, to kill a mockingbird from uh reading lists for you guys and he's like yeah that that's that's happening we're not we're not allowed to teach that and then uh, I was like, "Well, what do you think's going to happen when they find out about Lord of the Flies <laughs> and he's like well, anyone with glasses is fucked, aren't they?
2: <laughs> and, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and, and it was just one of those things, and, and like, it was, like, this conversation we're having now is an extremely dangerous conversation right now. It sucks.
2: Like, <clears throat> I'm not, and I know... I know you said... I mean, a second ago, yeah, a second ago, you, you said, uh, you know, Americans will stand up for... What's right when, when the, when the, I guess the chips are down, or I'm trying to paraphrase, I don't know exactly what you said. I think about the protests, uh, you know, more than a year ago now, and I'm like, I didn't want to fight Americans. I didn't want to get into some shit where I had to fight Americans. I wasn't going there to fight. I didn't know what was going to happen. I needed to witness it. And then, and then I just saw tons of people who were angry at the National Guard, and I was like, these people are a stopgap. These folks, these the, nation, the guardsmen are here so that the president doesn't have to call out active military. Like, this is a huge deal, and I don't think anybody really realized it. Like, National Guard, they don't want to fight people. No. They don't want to fight Americans. Americans don't want to fight Americans. But at the same time right now, we're polarized. I, I think people will fight in small ways. I can't believe how much shit I see on uh, just scrolling video and sh- just the time wasting when I'm not caffeinated yet and I'm just watching stuff. And I'm like, yeah, people get into fight with each other fights all the time with each other. But like they, they live in those, those hot neighborhoods where things are like constantly angsty and difficult. And, you know, I watched people get into like a, like a, uh, just banging cars into one another uh, in uh, Harlem or the Bronx. It was in the Bronx this morning, and I was just like, people are fucked up. I can't believe what they're willing to do to prove their point right now.
0: I think real Americans are just tired of it, and their voices aren't – our voices aren't really being expressed. However, uh, it's, it's nice to be able to gather with you two gentlemen and talk about things that matter. Uh, Tony and I were talking on, uh, shit, I was all fucked up from fucking COVID, uh, this weekend, and I had a buddy of mine mention, (coughs) mention some bullshit, and, uh, it, it, I don't think it was his intention, but it was something that was disparaging to one of my best friends, and I took it personally in terms of, uh, how dare you introduce a seed of a, a seed of distrust. Like, Colin, remember I told you like years ago, if anyone ever approaches me and tells me that you said something bad about me, I know that that, that yeah. they, they were my enemy. It was it was it was it was along the same veins. And um, uh-huh. everything that we're reading in the news and then we get together and talk about comic books. Uh I, I was trying to on one like a long drive home today, like if I had to I don't know what's the what's the term. Um, personify, characterize, classify, uh, define. What we do here in Mindfields is we dissect stories, and we're dissecting stories on uh, many different levels. Uh, we all have our own our own gimmick. Colin, you're our Marvel guy.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: You're our Marvel. You're our space guy. I'm uh, Tony. You're the uh, you're our DC guy. You're our fucking uh, genius wrestler, like, knows the business. I'm the indie guy. I'm the horror guy. And we, we do our best to encapsulate everything. And I, I'm really looking forward to our conversation tonight, man. Like, it was a hard day today. And what mm-hmm. got me through it was, and I hope you minefielders out there, UMFers are on key with us because shit's fucked. But it doesn't have to feel like that all the fucking time.
2: That's
1: true. Yep.
0: You got a couple of your good buddies, get together, talk about whatever the fuck you want. Uh, what are we What are we doing tonight? Like we, we we launched into this on the B-52s and ended up in a really random spot. Um,
2: Tony, what you got? <laughs> I'm not even recording. Are you guys recording? I'm recording. <laughs> oh, good. All right. I'm glad you're recording. Yeah, by the way, guys, yet. guys, welcome to Minefields. I'm
0: Joshua Michael. This is my best friend, Colin. <laughs> This is my other best friend, Mr. fucking Tony Morales. Good to see you, gentlemen. Great to, great to see you, gentlemen.
2: <laughs> Mahalo. You're the, one, you're the one guy who's going have to the, have the audio channel right now. Because we did not even sound sync clap.
0: No, we forgot. Uh, what have we got? It doesn't matter because I don't know if you've noticed, but Tony's gimmick is
2: he always claps after us on purpose. I I noticed. I noticed. It's never
1: on purpose. I was late.
2: Uh dude, yeah, I've got uh I caught up on Star Trek Mirror War and I got caught up on I'll let you type that, but uh I also got caught up what is on that four and five.
0: Uh three and four. All right, three
2: and four. I
0: read I read three, but I did not read four. Uh that came out that came out
2: today. It may have come out today. Yeah. yeah.
0: Alright, um
2: what else you got? And Fantastic Four life story number five, the two thousands. And then you know what? We were so lousy with COVID last time we recorded, I didn't I don't I couldn't remember Anything, yeah. Uh, I, had to re-listen I to feel it. like I had to
0: re listen the whole thing to figure out what the hell. We oh man, we talked about
2: I it. did not get to talk about that Black Cat Mary Jane book. I absolutely want to take a minute and talk about that. Right, that Black. was incredible. Black Cat
1: Mary Jane number one, Tony. Yeah. I'm gonna say, I got I got Suicide Squad number 12. Oh, it was normally. Mm. Mm. We got Batman 120, and picked up a uh, Devil's Reign three of six. I know we'd mentioned it last.
2: Oh, week. Oh yeah, dude! I read that. I loved it. I think that was one of the other ones I intended to, to cover. Yeah, yeah that I that was we was talked good about stuff. it last week vaguely. Yeah, <clears throat> I was the only one without COVID brain. So, <laughs> Joshua, do you want to mention the uh, the documentary we watched? Oh.
0: Oh, my God, dude, you you actually watched
1: it?
2: Yeah, I totally did. It was incredible. I started listening to it again today. It's just one of those killer things because it's – I don't know where you would get it otherwise, but it's on YouTube, and I can just play that on my speaker and listen to it all around the house. It's so good. Uh, let me – let me. Uh, where's my, where's it's, my phone? Uh, it's Cannonball Run, History of the Lamborghini Countach. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what it's called the Cannonball Run Countach Supercar Legend documentary. Uh, I'll try to do this without accidentally broadcasting it, but uh, yeah, let's uh, we'll just mention that we we did we did watch this and then I, I yeah, I would love to love to visit with you about it.
0: All right, I got uh, Tony, you didn't get Monkey Prince.
1: I did not no. All
0: right, we're doing that one for sure. This is gonna be our trying something new out. Cool. Um. You read You read Arkham City, right?
1: I haven't read the new one yet. I hadn't. I hadn't oh, okay, grabbed hey, one yet. Hey, I hey, seen we're, it.
0: we're not We're not doing that until uh, We're not doing that until uh, it's over. I forgot about that. Uh, the Closet, yeah. number one, and, oh, absolutely, Saga number
2: 55. All
0: right, are you guys familiar with Substack is?
2: Is that cryptocurrency?
0: No, unfortunately it is not. It should be, because they're basically... Is picking...
2: a new type of
1: kryptonite?
0: Uh... Well, you know, it's one of those things you get late at night in one of those black bags in Metropolis. You know, it's what we sell our minefield stuff in. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, whatever. No, it's a, uh, it's a website that uh, uh, journalists and legit writers have been flocking to to either give it away for free or sell it. And uh, Chuck Polonic has his own site there. I wrote, I read the most fascinating uh, article that he wrote two weeks ago about how mm-hmm. to correctly kill an animal that people love in a story.
2: Like a rabbit or a... No,
0: no, no, like a dog. <laughs> like, okay. Like, like, okay, okay. Okay, so, so the most extreme worst example of it, think of American Psycho. Um, uh-huh, remember, yeah, remember, he sure. he goes up to the homeless guy. You know, I just can't relate to you. Stabs uh-huh. him, and, and then he stomps the dog. But you hear, you hear the dog getting Wah! like, like yep, m- yep. most most women I know couldn't make it past that scene. And then he brings it back to like how to correctly use a, the death of an animal within a story. Like, okay, that's and, rad. And I, I, I'm not gonna be able to. You know, really encapsulate it, but it's something you got to look up. But uh, James Tinian the Fourth uh, has had a Substack for a little bit where he publishes articles, and he published an article like two weeks ago and said, "I'm leaving social media," and he said why that it's basically poison and garbage. Um, And he I get an email yesterday morning. And it is from a from his his uh, Substack saying, "Hey, guess what? Uh, I'm publishing comics on this motherfucker now. And pay the seven dollars a month, and you're gonna get like variant covers. And by the way, here's a free new comic book. Well, not free, but you Okay. It's called The Closet, and it, it, it's 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 him taking control over what he what he does." Um, Uh, Tony if you don't mind uh, recap how much of an influence Tinian's had in the past two years of our fucking life
1: (laughs) well no I mean basically you know Tom King's run on you know Batman was good but like when Tinian kinda came in you know really King had like the City of Bane storyline going and that was like his one big thing right you know Tinian really kinda came across and you know, introduce character after character after character, just like amazing story after story. Like currently, I'd say probably him and uh, him and Zdarsky are probably the two best writers going at the moment. Correct. In my personal yeah. opinion. Correct. I'm good with that. Hell yeah, Colin. Keeping up. But yeah, I mean, we got all kinds of. We got probably what ten new characters. We got Punchline, Clown Hunter, Ghostmaker. Uh, the gardener miracle Molly freaking miracle Molly my favorite freaking uh, Simon Saint came out of that uh, peacemaker one you know and that's you know in, in two years we got eight pretty cool new characters that seem to have some staying power
0: well he he left Batman I remember I texted you all fucking pissed off and upset that he was leaving Mm -hmm. he was leaving DC Uh, but then I was wholeheartedly supporting him uh, because when he when something is killing the children took the fuck off and he realized hey I don't need these motherfuckers (laughs) I don't need these motherfuckers at all and he didn't need a label like if if it was a if he was an indie band and he was kicking ass he realized I don't need a label I don't need to be writing Batman I need to write my own shit I need to fucking express myself and he really ran with it and The Closet came out yesterday fucking like paying $7 for a digital comic book Uh, yeah that's a lot Uh, but the the things that come with it like like his personal blog Like getting into his head As a writer And I know you guys would appreciate this uh, it, Like I don't know how much You are an Atinian as I am uh, Tony but But uh, Colin if we had a, Paid two dollars A month to Read Chuck Polonic, Like what his random thoughts were In, in his like writing workshops For free um, well, Not for free for like two dollars um, yeah. That's
2: yeah, yeah. Totally. That makes sense. Money well I spent. Mean, yeah, those subscription services have been around for a long, long time, and I, I, I think that was like before. <coughs> excuse me. Before people had really figured out how best to monetize themselves on uh, online before YouTube algorithms were uh, putting money in people's pockets because of. Uh, like sponsorships and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That's, yeah, that was, that was how it was done. And a lot of, yeah, I'm going to say like a lot of times it's like, that's, these guys. that's are, an A-OK way to get it out there.
0: Absolutely. And these guys are making it off their own moxie. The closet comes out written by James Tinney the fourth art by mm-hmm. Gavin Fullerton colors by Chris O'Halloran. Oh wow. Someone I can pronounce the name of, uh, <clears throat> uh minefielders if you haven't been with us for a while we always try we used to always try to say the names everyone that made the books and there's always like four names we couldn't fucking pronounce i'm not trying to be a dick um
2: (laughs) yeah we did it
0: is a it's a horror comic book just like tinian always does and it starts out in a shitty bar where this guy is on his way home he's got a bag full of tape and uh yeah just give me one more uh, my fucking wife, she, we're moving, we're fighting all the time, my kid thinks there's something in his fucking closet, and, um, well, what's the problem with your wife? And he's like, we're always arguing, like, see like it's, it's, it there's it's always something, like, hey, pour me another one, uh, I'll, I'll tell her that I had to go to another store to, uh, uh, because the first store was out of tape, okay, man, and he tells more of the story about fighting with his wife, and he's like, you know, just one more, uh, I'll tell her I, do, I went to two stores or something like that and you know this one's on me man go home and uh the the problem with your kid with the the closet monster uh say tell him about unicorn piss unicorn piss uh he's like yeah my uh my sister has three kids they had they were scared of something in the closet and uh my sister like filled up a uh, and sparklized a uh, fucking like spray bottle and said it was full of unicorn piss, and told them that when she sprayed the closet, that monsters are, are are afraid of unicorn piss, and she she had put water just with a splash of lavender, so it smelled delicious. In in, you know, they believed it. And so he stumbles home. Yeah. He stumbles home, and his wife is completely, where the fuck have you been? And he's like, oh, uh, I had to go to a couple stores to get tape. She's like, fuck you, I can smell it. And he's like, all right, fine, here's the tape. And she's like, this is fucking masking tape. We have to move. We need fucking duct tape. We need packing tape. What the fuck's wrong with you? Kid comes out. There's a monster in my closet. And he's like, okay, kid, hold on. Yeah, we have a spray bottle? No, we don't. All right, so he goes to the, the sink, fills up a glass of water. This is unicorn piss, and he th- Awkwardly throws it in the closet and... And he's like, yeah, it keeps monsters away. She, he, kid's like, I saw you fill it up for the fucking tap. And um, he's like, don't worry. And she blames him for making her the, the, the bad guy, which happens when you're not mindful. And uh, the kid goes to sleep, wakes up with, mm-hmm. the, with the closet opening. And a horrific little imp comes out with a giant smile. I mean, like, like think about, like, <laughs> like uh, think like, uh, like, do you ever see the, the music video? For, any of you guys ever see the music video for uh, Prison Sex by Tool? Uh, no. Uh, It looked, well, Mindfielders, if you remember that, like, it's just uh, like a clay doll. Like a real short, kind of like like Sam from fucking Trick or Treat, but just clay with a giant smile on his face. And it whispers to him, "Oh, I think
1: I have, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It, it whispers to him and climbs on the bed and then opens a door that's above the above the the headboard, and just mm-hmm. gives him the come on, and kid freaks out and he's coming with us and fuck, I just spent $7 for all this content, and it was worth every fucking penny. I'm trying to, like, just exemplify the the fact that I just invested in Tinian for $7 a month. Like, I have no fucking problem with that. Like, the guy has never disappointed us. Uh, But we're getting this comic, and he's offering all these extra things that you're just going to get, like, download you. Like, here's the variant cover. It's pretty. You invested in me. I'm investing in these artists. Here's something pretty just to fucking look at. Um, mm-hmm. like you're not going to get that from a newspaper whether really. you're spending $2 for one I don't know if you guys have priced a fucking newspaper now they're, they're expensive
2: oh dude it's out of control yeah yeah,
0: I mean, it's not their fault but, but we're investing in people investing in themselves uh, Tony we've had the, and Colin we've had this conversation multiple times about investing in ourselves and it, it was just it was such a fucking mindfuck but at the same time it really solidified uh, my justification in what we're doing in minefields And, Mm -hmm. and, hey, how dare you just give me a brand new comic book? (laughs) Like, like just, just, uh, I I didn't feel robbed like with McFarlane. Uh, it, (laughs) it, 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 it was something wonderful and, and part of a new movement online that is about people trying to tell the truth and trying to tell their own truths. And, um, I'm, it's, It's something else, guys. It's something else. And you could read it online. He gave you every format to read it from. You can just read it, like just scroll through the pages, or you can go all the way to the bottom and download whatever fucking file format you prefer that works on your fucking tablet. Like, here it is. Uh Just digest. Send me your comments. I want to know. You care about me. I care about you. Yeah, yeah. S- Sorry, it was a tirade. I pre- I apologize, guys, but like that just set, <laughs> set me off,
1: man. That's an interesting way to kind of almost get instant communication from your readers, which is awesome. You know, I'm giving you this. Give me your comments. Let me know what you guys think. Blah blah
2: blah. I mean, I hear it every day. Uh, it's it is a way to it is the it is kind of the going way in certain media platforms and like I say YouTube every single YouTube thing I'm a I'm not I'm 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 a content junkie. I listen to something on YouTube from you know infographics or Simon Whistler. I'm listening to material learning about something even even the news now even like I've always been an NBC nightly news person. I loved Tom Brokaw I like uh uh stone phillips i like all those guys we, I like we all trusted those, people. those
0: guys we trusted those guys yeah
2: though. It, i mean you know it got a little messed up with uh brian williams and yeah. i never did C- cbs i wasn't a dan rather person uh but like um i mean i i listen to these things and uh even at the end of all like i don't i don't have tv so I don't get to watch the news live when it comes out. And I'm like, dude, I just want to know the stuff that's going on. And, yeah, it's the stuff that they're feeding me. But, okay, I understand more or less what's happening between Russia and Ukraine right now and the Moderna possibility of a vaccine and you know, the, the, the weather situation because I'm listening to the news. And even at the end of those, so I'm listening to the news on YouTube and they are always like, thanks for watching our YouTube channel. You can like and subscribe, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, even they're asking us to engage with them because they want the likes and the views and the monetization and everything else. It, it's fine. I mean, that's just how it's done. I can think of any number of content creators that we like. That uh, if they were like, "Hey, I'm not going to be doing things on this social media platform anymore." If you're interested in what I have to th- say or think or do, uh, then this is where you can get a hold of me. Oh, that's a pay site. Well, we're doing it anyways. You want to watch new Netflix? You want to watch Paramount Plus or Disney Plus? And it's subscriber. Everything's subscriber content now. That's just, that is the, the new way. Until something different happens, uh, that's what we're doing.
0: Ham radio fucking broadcasting. Hope it happens.
2: Oh, man, yeah. I'm going I'm I'm to I'm I'm I'm
0: buy a fucking ham radio. I was uh, One of my customers was questioning me today how I would be uh, <coughs> useful in a zombie apocalypse. I'm like, well, I would buy a ham radio, figure out how to make uh, homemade batteries, Learn how to make whiskey, soap, clean water, and bullets.
2: you got to learn that now. You can't wait for that stuff.
0: I, I, I agree. And he was like, that's genius because you can trade all of that for food. <laughs> like, like people would protect you.
2: Well, I think the key is, I mean, don't get me started on this because, I mean, as, a, as an Eagle Scout, as a person who tries to stay prepared, you know, we, I've always had a go bag and I've always had stuff stockpiled at the beginning of COVID. I was like, man, I don't have any place to put anything in this rinky dink apartment. And I started building a pantry above my washer and dryer so that I could stockpile food. Cause I was like, if I'm not going to be supposed to leave the house for a couple of weeks or a month or something, I'm going to have to stay here and, and do this here. I can't go to freaking You know, Chick Fil A or whatever uh, happens to be there, and yeah, it's it's a whole thing, man. It's something you get. It's a lifestyle. You've got to start learning something. That's another thing I watched. I just, you know, I'd be cooking dinner and listening to YouTube channels. What should be in your go bag? What's an easy way for you to find water? What's in? What's a? How do? How can you start fires quickly? You know, just all of this stuff, and it's just like I say. Yeah, that's a way of life. And they all want you to they all would love for you to throw Patreon money at them.
0: <laughs> well, this is our way of life, guys, and it's, uh, This is it. This is our way of life. We we tell stories, so I'll figure out how to make bullets soap and uh whiskey.
2: <laughs> uh, Just figure out how to reload bullets first. Tony
0: Tony, you you teach everyone how to whoop everyone's ass.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I try. Get, the, get those guys a year later So complaining. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: fucking, uh,
0: com- fucking complaining, oh, dude. We'll, we'll, we'll do that on minefields after dark. Jesus fucking Christ.
1: <laughs> Tony, I'm not even mad, man. I, so I just find it funny. I'm like, dude. I, told,
0: I told Tony, How
1: a year later am I occupying occupying your mind?
0: I told Tony a. Uh, uh, Three-minute story. He giggled his ass off for 45 fucking minutes.
1: <laughs> I'm still giggling about it days later, dude. It's, it, it's pathetic.
0: Did you see? Like, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah, just fucking get over it, man. It's one of those things, man. Like, yeah. like, uh,
1: like, I wasn't mad about it when it happened. You made your choice. You live with the consequences.
0: Yeah, my ex-girlfriend uh, called me last night, and she's like, How's, uh, what's his name? And, yeah, not okay. He's not getting booked. And she's like, "Is it because of, because of the girl?" I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's mm-hmm. the girl. It's,
2: it's. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, and uh yeah, just can't tell them that sort of shit. It's one of those things, man. People fucking take shit harshly, man. They not They can't fucking just separate. That's whatever fucking matters, man. Tony, what do you got? Oh, oh, oh Colin, what do you got? Which one do you guys want to go next?
2: Um dude I'll start us off on comics uh but, you know because because the, the prescient thing that we're talking about is kind of the like the I'm going to call it like the the life-changing quality in the societal situation that we're discussing right now. There we are. Um let me let me go so let me go into this. Uh Fantastic Four Life Story number 5 The 2000s by yeah. Mark Russell. This has been this, 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 this is, I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't know for sure, but the release schedule, this is dragging out. I can't remember the last time an issue of this came out. So I'd forgotten virtually everything about it. You know, I appreciate, yeah, uh, I appreciate the Spider-Man story. I know we all, I know we really, really did Because it felt like each issue was individually specific to something really important and really relevant that happened in Spider-Man's life in that decade. I don't feel like that has ever taken off in this book. And I feel like that's what this book should be about. So I feel like they're missing the mark on the concept here. And at the same time, there are some things that I can still totally appreciate about this. Obviously, from the beginning, the FF started out as a super team. Everything happened as we would perceive it normally. And then Reed Richards had a moment of psionic connection with Galactus. and That's awesome. What what we what we what we got to at the end of the fourth issue was that the Silver Surfer arrived. <clears throat> Reed Richards has been telling everybody, "Hey, we got to prepare for Galactus. We got to prepare for Galactus." Nobody can quantify or, tr- or believe that Galactus is a real thing, and then some people showed up and said, "Like, hey." Uh, We'll help you with that. You know, we need to put, you know, a huge percent of the national defense budget towards Galactus. And uh, then, of course, there was a nuclear war between the Soviets and the uh, West, and Johnny Storm got killed in that. He basically flamed on so powerfully in the atmosphere that he fried the missiles before they could arrive. But he died. And that changed everything in the family. So now... We didn't get Valeria Richards. We have only Franklin. And he's 35 years old in like 2002. And he understands that he has sci- psychic powers also. Is he still immune? He happens. Huh. Yes. He happens to be married to, I believe it's Shuri in uh, Wakanda. And they have kids. And Ch- T'Challa, the Black Panther, has created a headband for him that helps him to like. Control his powers if he wants to. And that's the fun part of it. He's like, Look, I know that you have been getting controlled your entire life and you've been shuttled back and forth between schools and all of these places, but you don't need to hide who you are anymore, you know, especially if the world is coming to an end. And if you want to be who you are, if you want to be capable of using your powers, I've just created a device, or somebody created advice for you, and I'm presenting it to you as a gift. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of nice. At least his brother-in-law really, really gets him. And so the sad fact of this, though, is the first page, we see that humanity as a whole has more or less just given up. Uh there's a character, there's a guy that's uh, from Kuwait on the in one of the panels, and he's saying that in the United Nations, they'd like to vote on a referendum, but they can't even make a quorum of delegates. It Like, people have just given up their signs all over the world with a countdown until Galactus Day. So that you can't escape knowing that the world is going to come to an end. And it's finally made real in issue four because the silver surfer showed up the entire world fought him no one could cope with his co- his cosmic power and he presented to reed richards look i will i'm i'm gonna die and you can't defeat me and you can't defeat galactus but galactus offers you reed richards to be his next herald
0: That's, oh you shit. can
2: save the world you can save your world like I did. Is it, and
0: is it like one of those things where he's passing the infernal
2: torch? Pretty much, yeah, the, metaphor, the, liter, the metaphorical torch for real. And um, uh, Reed Richards is like, thank you, but no thank you, on the spot. Sue and Reed fall madly back in love with one another because they've been divorced for a long time. And uh, uh, we, let's see, Doom, on the other hand, approaches the Silver Surfer and is like, I'll be the Herald. This is what I'll do. I will ensure the survival of humanity by making certain that, what was the number? 500 million people per year are available for Galactus' hunger. Holy shit! And this this book spe- finally put it into specifics for me. I mean, you know, Galactus is in every damn book, and he's a paper tiger. I don't care. He's been defeated a thousand, thousand times. Like I've got to the point where I'm like, I don't even understand what it is about the worlds that Galactus needs to consume. It's the consciousness. It's the consciousness of the beings there. He can't just go to some Jovian moons. He has to consume the consciousness of the people of the beings that exist there and that they've known for 10 years makes them all the more, uh, responsible palatable to him. That just horrifies, honestly. So doom approaches and says this, and it's not revealed necessarily that that was what was going to happen, but, uh, The FF get together and they they are, you know, the night before Galactus Day. And Reed is truly, truly happy because he has given up and he's happy with his family. And the Silver Surfer arrives one more time and says, look, I'm willing to offer this to you one more time. And Reed is like, yeah, I want to be with my grandkids. Uh, I'll be I'll be your herald. Now, I'm going to leave it to everybody to read this, to finish this up and see what happens because nice. there is there is a sixth issue coming out That's that will go much farther into it and uh there is a there is a happy ending and a not happy ending here for sure but the fascinating point to me in this is all of these like twists of societal concern i uh, I can't, I just, I don't want to spoil this. I think that people should read this, especially right now. We're in the midst of a, of a pandemic going into its third year. And <clears throat> um, in that, how easy is it for people to give up? And it's like a lot, I, I don't know, you know? I mean, I think we are seeing things better. We have vaccinations and we have vaccinations that last and don't last and, and booster shots and all of this stuff but we we don't really we don't even trust the top doctor imagine i mean anthony fauci dr fauci again needs a blow who, in his fucking head now let me let me let me that's a very powerful thing to say let's 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 examine something for a second imagine he is reed richards in this moment he's an epidemiologist who has been at the forefront of government epidemiology concerns for decades Reed, Reed he Richards. was there he was there with with George W Bush yeah he was after September 11th George W Bush came to a cabinet meeting and said what are the other major things that can destroy us culturally and as a civilization and how can we start where are we with those things, and how can we start trying to do something about it? No, I, I guess, and at, that'd, that'd be awesome. at least. I mean, at least Fauci was like, "Hey, look, well, we need to be participating in this. We need to prepare. He had ideas, you know. Now, I'm not saying that this guy is Reed Richards. What I'm saying is that it it astonishes me in this book how many people just give up, but then and they're just they're resigned to it. But at the same time, what bothers me is looking at Reed Richards. Justin Hammer, Hammer Industries, Sam Rockwell's character in Iron Man 2 for uh, minefielders who don't remember, um, is a major Iron Man antagonist. And even he has a plan. Yeah, we can put you in cryosleep in orbit and hope that you're going to get picked up by aliens so you can survive. Reed Richards hasn't in. Another, like, two, three, ten years, in all of the decades that he has fought and struggled to find a way to fight Galactus, hasn't, like, been, okay, well, let's just launch people into space. Let's colonize other worlds. Let's be Guinan's race, the Elorians, in Star Trek The Next Generation, destroyed by the Borg, scattered throughout the galaxy. If I can't fight Galactus, if I can't defeat Galactus, why can't I save humanity? Because it's done in measures. You know what I mean? And I'm like, there are still ways that we can succeed and survive. Unfortunately, we are taking a massive toll of people who are dying all of the time from this. But we have people in this book who are not necessarily denying science.
0: You're you're talking about not losing hope.
2: I, the odd fact of it is that, and I'm, I'm not a person who sits there and wants to let things rest on hope. I want things to rest on actions. I want Excellent. to keep, perform, I'm going to get into a situation and keep, you know, uh, to try to rescue somebody. I see somebody strength, you know, in a bad way on the highway. I helped somebody the other day. You know, these things, I, I try to help people. And I appreciate this because uh, I'm going to click over to something here i am friends or i'm i'm in a star trek uh wholesome posting group where is this thing? let me see if i can find this image yeah i'm in a i'm in a wholesome posting group on uh for star trek and uh, somebody posted this two night before our podcast started and it's an excerpt from one of the star trek novels i don't know exactly which one it is the issue the book is called Endgame. I think it is one of the Peter David books. Let's hear it. And there's a passage in here. Some character says, It wasn't your place to do so. And the other person says, Perhaps, perhaps not. Sometimes you simply have to assess a situation and say, Damn it, it's me or no one. And if you can't live with no one, then you have to take action. And I looked at that and I was like that's kind of my entire life. That's kind of me trying as hard as I can. Keep to just do something until they fire you. That happened to me recently. Keep doing something until somebody else makes a decision. And it dry, it, you know, it's just it's not to me I don't think it's about hope. It's just keep getting keep trying to do something. Keep taking action. It's okay to rest. It's okay to Try and fail. And settle down. It's okay to heal. It's, it's, it's okay to get up and try again tomorrow. It's okay to put in a few hours. It's okay to put in one hour. I mean, God help me, I'm trying to find a place, a new place to live and it's disheartening right now. Okay, put in an hour. Put in an hour a day. Try to put in an hour for this thing. Put in an hour for that thing. It's just all done in measures. But Reed Richards giving up and just being happy I just don't see it. I think that's the the it's not it's not appropriate for his character. But it's kind of amazing to me that he and all of these other big brains in Marvel Comics did not find another way. You know, because even if there's a sixth issue and this whole thing was resolved at the end of issue five, that's a whole other thing. Look at how crazily different the, the world and humanity would be on the other side of it. It's an interesting book, guys. That's all. That's that's basically my bottom line on it.
0: It's something to think about. That's mm-hmm. it's hundred percent. The one thing that stands out, other than the political intrigue you're talking about, or just being a good human, is the fact that I'm working my mind. Was the Silver Surfer the first alien entity?
2: Um, no. It's like I think it's Fantastic Four issue number two. In fact. The FF encounter Skrulls,
0: right? But 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 even then, <laughs> something that that is Skrulls you can fight, but something yeah. something that shows up and says, "Yo, I'm better than you." I'm sorry, the world's about to end. There's nothing you can do about. It. <laughs> like, and and not only that, we got Kirby putting on a fucking surfboard. <laughs> yeah. And, like, how, how can I make this guy as cool as fucking possible? I mean, like, did, like, and I'm not Chromed to, out completely. Cr- chromed out completely in what was cool in the 60s. You know, you get the Beach Boys, man. Like, like I'm not saying... Yeah. I'm not trying to make a, a stupid joke, but that was cool at the
2: moment, you know? <laughs> I, and it's odd because I don't... It's not what's cool now. I'm not going to say that surfing isn't cool. I'm just uh, still astonished that a character... Who is so tied into something that is that timely Mm -hmm. is still considered to be worth paying attention to, accepted as a matter of course, and accepted as a being of such power. You know, like Warlock, Adam Warlock wasn't, was like another character like that that was. A little bit mismanaged to the point where, you know, it's just like it's hard to see. I don't think that Marvel put the effort behind Jim Starlin's work with Adam Warlock like they did with the Silver Surfer to make him an entity that we all needed to sit up and take notice of every time he arrives. Right. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that Jim Starlin did. A a phenomenal job with within as much as he could with that character, and now hopefully the MCU, uh, having really like cast uh, a dude to play Adam Warlock, will, uh, will, will I'm not trying to say retcon, but like do something with it that's going to make it something that we can completely take seriously, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and, and and I really like that 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 last thought because when they did Rise of the Silver Surfer, which I loved that movie, like that movie was fucking great.
2: That was a cool movie. I, I liked it. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> they had they had fucking uh, what's his name Doug um, Doug Jones. Doug Jones plays Silver Surfer and really mm-hmm. really connect with Sue. Uh, like there were so many things that were so good about that movie except the ending um, that really connected and it was it just wasn't treated the right way like like the, the like if if all three of us were tasked to make a Batman movie right now or a uh, a, a Fantastic Four movie or even a Spawn movie uh, I know you guys don't know that much about Spawn as much as I do I don't know much about um, uh, Batman as Tony does and I don't know jack shit about what you know Colin but, um, <laughs> but 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 the three of us would take the care. We 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 would we would sit. We would go through oodles of back issues to you know pick the the baddie or or, or the people that's gonna be like the Easter eggs and stuff.
2: Uh, like, I don't. i <laughs> I think you're right. I think we'd have to read a whole lot of stuff. But I've had a had a Batman plot in my head for. 15 20 years i've got i've got an I, I brought it up to somebody one time who works for dc now and they're like that's a crazy that's a great idea if we we're making that movie it'd be super duper expensive but the but the i totally get there the yeah. care would be there the attention to detail
0: yes tony did you see the yeah, uh, latest clip of uh the batman where they show a little bit more of the riddler
1: That maybe. I've seen seen them here and there on YouTube and whatnot.
0: It's the one where uh Bruce is in the uh the chapel and uh he's multiple cops are like, Hey, it's Bruce and like, you know, uh Montoya's like, you know, like you need to fucking do something. Like like not the Montoya, it's uh I think it's the chick that is uh the black chick that's a psychiatrist from uh One Dark Night.
1: Um Oh, Leslie Tompkins.
0: I I think it's her telling him, like, your your family did everything they could to contribute, and you're doing nothing. And this, you hear, you, and like, they did this awesome thing where uh, all of a sudden you hear gunfire, you hear people screaming outside, like, and they really put you in the place of, uh, well, not that I've ever been in that sort of situation, but I would imagine this is similar, where you're in a dangerous situation and you hear danger on its way. Uh, an SUV mm-hmm. crashes through the through the chapel. He grabs the kid that is uh, mourning his father and uh, there's spray paint all over this SUV. Get the fuck out of the car. Uh, this guy gets out of the car, mouth tucked tape, He's got a bomb strapped to his fucking neck and he's holding up a phone saying don't shoot. Like and yeah, the phone's ringing for Bruce Wayne for the Batman, and uh, on uh, on on his chest is a fucking you know for the Batman clue, and Bruce Wayne sees the Riddler like right on the balcony, just chilling, just watching, and it, it really hammered in. Like they're I I think they're gonna make the Riddler a fucking Zodiac killer. With, with bombs and that
2: would be badass dude. and riddles that would be insane
0: yeah and riddles and 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 uh, yeah. i at Target a couple of weeks ago Tony and you're like I don't know if I want to see that movie in the theater and I'm like motherfucker it's the fucking Batman <laughs> like we're going to see Batman in the fucking theater <laughs> like it's gonna happen
1: it hasn't changed my opinion yet None of the none of the commercials have really like, really got me into like ah oh, okay dude this is the first Batman I honestly can't tell
2: this is the first Batman movie I've seen advertise I'm sorry I don't mean to talk over you oh no you're good man sorry I just wanted to I just, just, just haven't yeah, I cannot I wait just to can't see decide was me or not really this this is the Batman movie I I don't know I'm not saying like this is the one I've been waiting for my whole life like I love Batman from 1989 it's Mm-hmm. It is incredible, and I love Batman Returns. It's my favorite Batman movie, and it's and I do love the Nolan movies. The Dark Knight was really something else, Fuck but uh, but I, uh, I I want to see this one so much more than I've ever wanted to watch a Batman movie before. Uh,
0: I want to see someone make a trailer. That just removes just two seconds of, of sound and do the quintessential James Gunn, where someone calls him a fucking pussy because it's fucking Edward fucking Twilight. When fuck that guy, <laughs> like I don't want to see him being my Batman.
2: I, I want. I, dude, I think uh, I think he's gonna kick ass. I think that there has been so much time and attention put into it. You you know you're gonna take you're gonna take a franchise with that amount of attention. How many people, you you talk to comic book fans, they're going to, you know, they're going to, people, we, we, who spend time in comic book stores, we who have worked in bookstores, we who have relationships with our, with our vendors at these places, with our salespeople. uh,
1: Ed's not a salesperson, he's a god. (laughs) We,
2: We, we talk about these things. You go anywhere and talk to anybody, and their favorite comic book character is Batman. You know, I don't trust anybody who says it's Deadpool. You can go right to hell. You're not. Your favorite or, character is or, not Deadpool. Or Harley okay. Quinn.
0: Yeah. Forget players. it.
2: No. I, I believe Wolverine people. I do believe Wolverine people. I think there were way more know-nothings for lack of a better term, after the year 2000, after the movies became popular, that were Wolverine people. But anyway. Blah, blah, blah. Batman. You're going to put that... Much, Batman has a huge microscope on him. I think that... Uh, oh, crap. What is his name? I think... I can't think of the actor. What is his name? Michael Keaton? Uh, George no, 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 no. Uh, oh, for Peter God's Homer? sake. The guy who's currently playing Batman that we're just talking Dan about... Affleck? Robert, no, not that Ben. Robert. Pussy Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Robert. Pussy, I think he, Robert. Big fat I think, Pussy
0: Patterson. <laughs> Fuck that guy.
2: I think that Robert Pattinson can handle this franchise. No, I
0: don't think he's going to handle shit. I think that guy can't. They handle have it.
2: done worse. They have done worse. No, they have No, they haven't. It was George Clooney.
0: No,
1: Clooney, Clooney was, was worse.
0: Clooney was wacky. The only thing that that movie didn't have was dancing. Remember the bat two C.
2: Yep, yep, I totally know.
0: How come Batman doesn't dance anymore? And back in the 50s, the 60s, he didn't have know molded plastic. It was pure West.
2: I think this is going to be good. I think it's going to be fine. It's going to be I fine, but
0: Robert Patton's still a fucking pussy. And, and I want the movie to succeed. I want to be a good fucking Batman, but Robert Pattinson is still a fucking pussy.
2: All right, all right, whatever. See that—that's
1: that, my whole thing. I can't figure out if it, I just don't like. I didn't see the Twilights. I don't care one or the other. Like I normal, I'm normally not that guy when it comes to like, oh, you know, this guy's playing that character. It's gonna suck because this guy. But like this one, for some reason, gets me. Like I'm not re- like Robert Pattinson. Whatever he was, I, I liked him in the one freaking Harry Potter movie he was in. Oh, yeah, he was good in that. Yeah, but, like, I can't, I just can't, I can't play, it. like, it just, like, I don't know. Yeah. I just, like, there's something about it that just bugs me, and I'm just like, oh, my just, God.
0: He's a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I
1: hate each Speaking own. of. Like, I just can't, I just can't get into it.
0: Speaking of big, giant pussies um, and people yelling, like. Uh, had to We watched Peacemaker last night Because I watched it when I was sick <laughs> And uh-huh. I think every James Gunn movie Should have someone calling someone a fucking pussy Because that happened in this one The same way it did in Suicide Squad And it was fucking hilarious Like <laughs> uh, like I think Peacemaker Is probably one of the best things that ever happened to me Like, like I-, I can't get over it Like I- like, on the way to work, I actually, like, tell my fucking, like, phone to play the shit that Peace is listening to, and it it's gnarly. It's gnarly. <laughs> uh, Tony, what do you... What, so what do
1: you like finally, the choir boys, huh? Ah,
0: oh, the choir boys fucking rule. Uh, fucking, the, the, the argument over fucking uh, poison. And he's like, uh, and like she's like, are those fucking guys the fucking mad? <laughs> <laughs> like and and hearing this guy that is like the quintessential like uh toxic masculinity guy that's trapped in the eighties and he just loves this fucking hair metal band, and then the way mm-hmm. him the way him and what's what's the computer guy's name economo Economo. yeah and 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 did did you did you sense the setup with the chainsaw?
1: oh yeah, you knew that was coming at some point. Oh, like, when, that, was, that was that was destined to happen.
0: When, when Vigilante couldn't needed, take it, weapon. When Vigilante couldn't take it, and then they close the the back of the truck, and Fat Boy Die Beard fucking looks at the fucking chainsaw and was like, "Please God, let let there be some redemptive moment." And when he chainsaws that fucking gorilla in half, and
1: when he chainsaws Charlie,
0: <laughs> Charlie hundred percent. And Peacemaker's like, you fucking stud. <laughs> like, 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 and the music kicks off. And did you notice that Hardcore gets knocked the fuck out in every fucking major fight? <laughs> the,
1: the it does, huh?
0: Like, like, there's a chick named Hardcore. and I know you do not watched yet, con, but, like, she's, like, the biggest fucking bitch and shithead on the fucking team. And every yeah. fucking major fight, she gets a heart cl- of gold. She gets clocked in the head and is asleep, like fucking Snake Pliskin, like throughout the entire thing until the end. <laughs> like, like,
2: <laughs> all right.
0: Yeah, and uh, the music is rocking. Um, I-, I-, I legitimately like, s- like, sat up like, no, at the end of Peacemaker, man. Like, 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 how did he know? He he didn't know that that was a fucking x-ray vision fucking helmet she just looked at him and he just
1: it was already there he knew Peacemaker left it there because they used it earlier
0: yeah but at the same time though from what you and I know how are you going to kill Amanda Waller's daughter and not know that you're going to be like plucked apart like a fucking little kid dissecting a fly (laughs) for years if he
1: kills Maybe, maybe he just doesn't care <laughs> Excuse me. it'll be interesting to see what happens next week though tomorrow night heck
0: yeah with three more episodes
1: uh i think so yeah uh, peacemaker. Eight sounds about right
0: colin i can't wait for you to watch it you're watching boba fett i'm not watching boba fett when we're all done with peacemaker boba oh yeah fett, when we're all done with
2: uh Wolf, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll all collect the facades. It's kind of fascinating, I'm going to say, is just this about Boba Fett, like, we, <laughs> when you start, when you start, how do I say this? Okay, Boba Fett. When we saw Boba Fett the first time ever, when we were kids, the first time, I don't care how old you were when you, when you saw this, you see Boba Fett and you're like, that guy seems to know how to handle his stuff. Like, you don't need a huge backstory or like that guy just seems like he's a guy that can handle his stuff. And then, uh, and then we get into this TV series and it's like, yeah, he can handle his stuff. He can still handle his stuff. He's trapped with these sand people with the, with the Tusken Raiders and stuff. And it's like, um, do I need an entire like origin story, uh, for Boba Fett necessarily? Not really. I mean, we all know from the Clone Wars, if you watched it, what his origin story really, really is, and everything. But in the end, I'm like, the Tusken Raider thing is awesome. I just feel like it should be done with some other character, though. It's, anyway, that's all i have to it say. It sounds about that.
0: like what you're talking about with Boa Fett is a complete Fun show opposite though. of what Peacemaker is. <laughs> this guy can't handle his shit for nothing, man. Like, <laughs> all the, right, the, the, the first five minutes of uh, Last Peacemaker. He's making fucking hangover sandwich, raw eggs. He's putting bitters in there, some Tabasco, salt, pepper. And uh, Eagle Lee goes and catches him a fucking squirrel. And he's like, oh, I appreciate it. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you can eat it. And Eagle goes and sits next to him. Guy, he's, he's just sad. He's just sad. And then we get what we get, man. Fucking... I watched. It. I actually uh, watched that last night, and when it was over, I, I watched it over again. That that was awesome. It-, it was just something. And there's there's some big fucking boycott the DC movie universe now going on, and James Young like fuck you guys, man. Like just watch it. It's good stories.
2: Why are people wanting to boycott him?
0: Uh, I read a bunch of woke bullshit, and it just was—it just didn't compute with my mind. It just like, why would you want to boycott Peacemaker TV series right now? Like, the music is good.
1: It's literally the whole reason for it. Yeah, it's freaking that he's this guy that he's this guy. It's almost like the anti Captain America, where he's like, he's obviously trapped in a time that isn't his. Oh, really? Like instead of like. 100%. Well, he, he's not really, like he was he was just in jail, uh-huh. but like he got out and he's just like you said, like Josh was talking. He's got this like this 80s toxic masculinity machismo thing. And like they blatantly call it out at one point where it's basically like his armor. This is what he does to hide who he is. That way yeah. he doesn't let people in because that's scary. And freaking. um, And then I mean, that's, you know, it's cutting. It's cutting beyond the bullshit like a lot of it is this is how he acts because this is, you know, he was raised in a crappy environment Mm -hmm. and this is, this is the shield he built up over years of dealing with garbage. You know, this is, this is how he's, this is what he does to survive. And freaking like they, like you got to look like, you know, there's stuff about everything like, you know, I like AEW. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. it's Good wrestling, blah, blah, blah. You know, do I agree with everything they do? Not even close, but like, if you want to, if you get into something, you got to look, you got to look beyond a lot of that stuff. Like just because I don't like it doesn't mean somebody else, that's not their favorite part of the show. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's that's the brilliant part of wrestling. In theory, there's something in it for everybody. Right. And like, yeah, yeah,
2: I dig that. Yeah, that's and these, a good way to put these it. These shows
1: the whole thing where like you know, some people are going to be into the violence, some people are going to be into the music. Uh-huh. Some people are going to be into the characters. But like the whole show overall, you know, you got to sometimes you got to dig deeper than just the superficial nonsense of the story to, or the of the characters to dig into the actual story that's being told.
2: Mhm. And a lot of people, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think,
1: have that capability. They're just like, I don't like this, so it shouldn't be, so I'm going to complain about it. I
2: don't like it. this, so it shouldn't be on. Everyone should yeah. hate it.
0: Everyone should hate it. It's canceled.
1: And if, if you don't, if you, if you like this, you're, you're trash or you're garbage. It's like, no. Sometimes you just need to, to look past the superficialness of it to dig mm-hmm. into the actual heart of the story. Because there is a story being told.
0: I, I was talking to yeah. uh, a friend of mine the other day about something similar about how I'm an '80s guy. I, I grew up watching Rambo and fucking Terminator, Commando, and yeah, Jason totally. Jason Statham is great in all the uh, all, all the uh, Crank movies. But in my mind, those movies are they're they're very good. They're very creative. They're for the time. But where's the Eight hundred guns and the robots and the giant muscles and like I, we grew up watching He-Man and fucking Thundercats. I want I want a fucking like overwhelming force. <laughs> like like like, a, a, am I a piece of shit for for wanting that? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I am.
2: <laughs> but besides that, Dude, not at all. Why do you why do you think we appreciate the uh, we appreciated the most recent two Rambo movies? Dude, you know
0: the, the last Rambo like, movie was, the, was so,
2: so good.
0: It was the best revenge movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he stapled his fucking driver's license to the, the the decapitated body of the drug dealer's brother that he wanted, and then booby trapped his entire fucking house, including all the the tunnels, uh, Vietnam-esque, uh, waiting for these guys. Had the fucking dragon's breath fucking shotgun thing. Like, yeah. Like like. Like okay, so it was completely over the top. I get
2: it. But, yeah, yeah, but no, but like, you don't you don't go into half measures when you're trying to lure bad guys in to kill them. You don't. No. You don't shoot with a twenty-two. No. In, in favor because you want you don't because you think you're going to kill them. You know, you go straight for the forty-five. Yeah, we're doing but like for keeps. There is there is a market for 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 this. We appreciate those Rambo movies, all of them, for what they are and what they always have been in and, and that's one of the things we like Cobra Kai. How can you not like Johnny Lawrence? A guy who was the villain in the first movie, but here's a guy who's like your entire, you know, whip generation it desperately needs this. Like this is—it's all wrong. Everything's wrong out here.
0: The Cobra Kai thing is great because it showed how outdated Johnny was, but he was still—it uh-huh. right. was he had some outdated visions that need to be updated. But there was a lot of things he was right about. Whether the good guys yeah. want to do admit it or not, but I—if I,
2: people I, are going to sit there and whine about things on the internet instead of having you know, diplomatic confrontations face to face, that's a huge problem. I'm like, that's, that's where we're getting into getting into it. You know, we're not, we're not trying, we're trying everybody in the media. We're not giving anybody the opportunity to come out and just sit, sit, sit with people and visit and figure things out.
0: I got to take a quick whiz guys and I got to throw my uh, laundry in the dryer. Otherwise I won't have any pants for tomorrow. Be right back. (laughs)
2: <laughs> All right, let's take a break.
1: Sounds like a plan. They weren't He didn't. Couldn't get at the Batcave, but like two minutes no, later. What an idea! Yeah. Wow. But like two minutes later, like the uh, like the Penguin walked in and he got gear. <laughs> and like the, the guy, the 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 guy's one rule is that I, I'll service anybody. Yeah. But while you're here. It's all business. There's no there's no, you, there's no interaction. There's no fighting. There's no, there's like no if man. you guys, it, yeah, somebody somebody breaks that rule, everybody everybody's cut off.
2: Yeah, my favorite one of my favorite Jay Michael Straczynski issues of Spider Man was the same mm-hmm. way. Uh, uh-huh. Something some like there was there had been a major event in New York City, and somebody so there was this Taylor. There's this little old I think Jewish tailor, and. Uh, <laughs> and he he would fix your costume you know mm-hmm. he would get the blood stains out he would stitch it back together and he worked for everybody like doctor doom came in and he was like this is my mantle will you fix it and the guy like yeah okay i'll i'll do it he'd fix captain america and whatever it's one issue and they just covered that i think dude yeah when we get back into let's just fade in on this conversation this is our this is our back end <laughs> nice I've actually, like been, rec- I've actually been recording stuff. since I got back. Good, yeah, I I hope so. Well, you didn't record through your through the break. No. Um, oh, okay. You know where Straczynski got a start, right? No, what's that all about? Babylon Five. <clears throat> oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know that he. Yeah, yeah there's there's suspicion that his uh, deep space that his Babylon Five concept was. Taken by Star Trek uh, to make deep space nine.
0: Man, just to add to what you guys are having. um,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Every time we used to get a haircut, my haircut uh, back when we were living at Lake and Heath in England, dad would take me to the sweet shop right across the street, and he'd always buy me a Kinder chocolate surprise egg. Yeah, and and three packs. He would always just three. Of the Thundercats um, Panini uh, sticker packs to go in my uh, Thundercats sticker book.
2: Oh, those freaking things, nice. dude! I I could never convince my mom to actually fork it over for those. You, I remember seeing those sticker books advertised. And I had the Thundercats one, but I didn't have any freaking stickers. There was very few started. things
0: as fucking satisfying Ugh. as putting that sticker when you got it and it told you where to put it. Yeah. You had the book.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and, um, man, I'm, I'm, that's awesome about the going to Sam's Club, man. I knew exactly what you were talking about. Get that, yeah. get that fucking victory brought that's what I'm talking about every time I walk in the, when when um, Colin every time we have a, a, a I, I call him victory lanes
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, after New Era, we always go to Great Scots and every time we open the door I'm like fucking victory lane and Tony looks at me what the fuck are you talking about are we talked about this and <laughs> we get in the we get in a water burger uh, outside of fucking uh, in, in Lubbock <laughs> after the show. Yeah. Fucking Victory Lane. Time to fucking chow the fuck down. This meal is gonna be amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do Do you do anything like that with uh with uh, Connor or, or uh, um uh, Luca?
1: Yeah, we we used to. We like we'd always go to the like go to the mall, and then if we don't go to the mall, we'd always get like the pretzel bites. But like we haven't been, obviously with the pandemic. Right. Like I've been in the mall like once or twice maybe, and I've never taken Connor, just because I don't I don't trust people. <laughs> nope.
0: Fucking walking petri dishes, man. Who's got
1: the
2: next
1: <laughs> one? Man? T- Tony, it's your turn, man. Give us some. Uh, yeah. when do you yeah, guys go? Where do you guys go? Give us a Batman. Uh let me grab that. I was going to Suicide a shit. All right, we got Batman one twenty. So Batman is actually has actually left Gotham and is in uh, Badnesia. A, and he what a is hunting down fucking
0: name. Badnesia. Like <laughs> Bad Guy Slovia. It's a
1: It's a real place. It's in Europe. It's a real country. <laughs> anyway so batman has found out that the uh batman international basically batman inc batman incorporated um has killed this local bad guy who calls himself abyss who basically lurks in the shadows and freaking uh, he got killed and we find out that lex Luthor um since bruce wayne lost all his money he's no longer funding batman incorporated but his good buddy and friend and former teammate lex luthor has picked up the tab and is now funding batman incorporated
0: what a nice guy oh good total total, total philanthropist man you know just i'm good on him good on him
1: man of the people man of the people man of the people your next president lex luthor is there Hip hip hooray! Hurrah. Three cheers to Lex! But uh, he's trying to get Batman to join in on on this whole thing and to help to help him find out who killed Abyss or what actually happened. And um, the end of last issue, we found out that Abyss is still alive and has actually was actually able to blind Batman. Now this mm-hmm. local this local cop is helping Batman because of course, you know, nobody wants Batman in bagnesia So she is actually taking him out on on a body bag and Smuggle is helping out of him Yeah, you know, smuggling him out that way he doesn't you know, he doesn't get caught. And they're trying she's trying to help him figure out what actually happened. Because you know, obviously, we, she knows, he knows, Abyss isn't alive, or Abyss is alive, but they need to be able to prove it. And at the same time, Lex is over here trying. Uh, not only did he have a Superman suit, apparently, he also has a Batman suit. Huh. All right. He's Lex Luthor, and he can do whatever he wants. And he also knows that Abyss is still alive. And abyss shows up to, uh, to to talk with him but we find out um, so this lady the the cop is has Brett Batman is taking Batman to her home and is trying to stitch him up while they try to figure out their uh you know their next move and try to figure out what happened with Batman's eyes because there, there's no reason for him to be blind he's but he can't see. And she's trying to get him to let her work alongside him, while at the same time, of course, you know he's Batman. He works alone, even though he's got an extended family of people he, in not only in friends. town but internationally <laughs> that he works with. But we're gonna, that? We're gonna let that part slide. Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, just, just you know, hey, why don't you call your family? Like, you know, you get a lot of help here. And just the the, the frozen look in his face. All right, yeah, okay, do the fucking dumbass shit. I'm gonna go make
1: some tea. <laughs> but yeah, they come to the uh, they come to the point that if, if Batman's gonna fix his eyes, they need to find Abyss, and they, to find Abyss, they need to find Batman Incorporated, who are all being locked up. So they decide to uh, break into this state of the art prison. That of course is uh, built and funded by Lex Luthor. Of course he is. So they end up... What a great guy. Has to be. Philanthropist that he is.
0: Hmm. He, you know, saves the orphans, the puppies. I trust him completely.
1: As you should. (laughs) As you should. So they got all of Batman Incorporated being uh, led into this prison And they're surrounded by guards And all of a sudden The power starts waning And then goes out And the Batman Incorporated Assumes it's Abyss Coming to kill them But of course It's Batman So the the girl The officer Is playing basically man in the chair Trying to, to Tell Batman what's around him while he's trying to talk to Batman Incorporated. And they're basically like, you know, you abandoned us, you know. You you were so busy with Gotham that you kind of left us to run devices. And then the funding came out and Lex had to pick up the pieces. And he's just like, and Batman's just trying to talk to these guys through it. And eventually, fisticuffs break out as they do. And Batman is, you know over here fighting his friends and com- and comrades and then he's just like stop this you know i need to know why you're working for lex luthor and they're trying to do this all while the uh, the next round of guards are coming in chasing after them and before he can get an answer they bust through the door batman's like get to the roof everybody's trying to escape and you know they get to the roof, and Batman is just like, you know, whatever Lex offered you, you know, I'll, you know, we can fix this. You know, just talk to me and let me know what's going on. And one of the team is just like, Batman, this is our case. You need to back off. And then, hero of the day, Lex Luthor shows up, and you know. He's just like, you know, Luther, how can I, you know, apparently now he can see And he's just like, how can I see you? And Luther's like, you know, I barely escaped Abyss, Batman. All this was just drawing you here, drawing you and I here together. They set us up. The only hope of stopping him is for us to work together. And he's like, what are you talking about? You know, answer me. And they're just like, you know, you don't get it, Batman. Lex might have funded our new Batman Inc. But Abyss is our leader shit and then Bess appears and he's like join us Batman and help us kill Lex Luthor so you've got this whole new run where Batman's out of Gotham fighting a brand new villain and might have to do it with the uh, a familiar enemy slash friend at by his side and Lex Luthor
0: how is Clarkski not hearing this from across the fucking planet and not interviewing him? <laughs>
1: <laughs> because it's badnesia is laced with kryptonite, obviously. Obviously. Or le- or lead. Lead is what he you can't. You can't see through lead. So.
0: I did, I, really I really dug this issue. I really yeah. dug this issue. Like the, the 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 fact that the big reveal was not something I anticipated. I I I thought that it was going to be one of those. I, I saw Abyss still being alive, and of course mm-hmm. Lex Luthor being the fucking you know. Cheating at poker bullshit. Uh, yeah. While, while his buddies are counting cards and he owns the house, but uh, Abyss being the leader and the rest of Batman Incorporated uh, rallying—that uh, was something else. Like uh, I'm, I'm hoping for a really cool team up of Abyss and and Batman and some serious explanation here because they've got a lot of little satellite things going on like the poverty going on uh the, like the the civil revolution uh in bad or bad guy bad mania
2: you know, <laughs> <Or laughs> a real place bad manistan I mean, <laughs>
0: exactly um um it, it like it, it's a needed I wonder if this was something that was concocted that Tinian said listen I'm leaving, here's a quick little like fucking here's how to get away from what I did because you tried <clears throat> to be Batman after me, you're fucked so here's a couple of ideas if you're going to get away from it and Batman's got to leave because he's got to do the stoic fucking I gotta go think about shit and let the rest of the Bat family develop in their own books which is fucking great right now um, And then, you know, you can come back and do whatever you want and it'll give a little bit of a, you know, a breath of, a breath of, uh, I forgot about Tinian or, uh, I kind of remember Tinian. Okay, I might be invested in this because I, I got to <coughs> this has been really difficult for me. Like, I, I feel like Tinian broke up with us. <laughs> yeah, he, he 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 gave us the, it's not you, it's me routine. Um, I'm happy for him. I hope everything's great over there in Tinianville. But, like, he gave us the It's Not You, It's Me routine. And then I, I'm i hoping that this is, like, something he set up. But it, it, it's good. <clears throat> it, it's not... I mean, it, like, if Tinian never happened, I'd be fucking all about this, man. But, you know, we got the meat and potatoes. We went out to five-star restaurants on every fucking date. Every fucking date, five-star restaurants, jeans. He didn't care what we were wearing. He loved us, and, you know, whatever.
1: It was the best two years of Josh's life.
0: (laughs) It was. I'm not going to lie, man. Like, I'm not. I don't think I'm too appreciative of how much you made me love about fucking Batman. I love Batman. But you got me into Batman to where it's like. We're reading everything. <laughs> I got it. Like, like, to
1: the. Yeah. And there, there's always more, too.
0: Yeah. There, there's always more. That's the more. thing. Fucking, uh, uh, by the way, I got it's like, it's like
1: getting into, it's like getting into the X-Books.
0: Oh, 100%. Freaking, there's
1: always more. If you want it, there's always going to be more. Sheesh.
0: We, uh, Colin, by the way, the, uh, Suicide Squad, uh, special edition set that was supposed to be out the first week of October. When we ordered mm-hmm. it, like late September, finally came in. Uh huh. I opened the box. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't open any plastic, but it was in three different cardboard boxes. It was an, It was in a box probably about this big. Inside was a like all this fluffer, and there's another box about this big. You open that one up. And then the actual box. There's another. Like it was a fucking Russian, you know, uh, doll's nest thing.
1: And Nesting dolls. Yeah, Nesting yeah. doll.
0: And that one um, came, came out of the box.
2: Materyoski is the one. And,
0: and it had plastic covers on all of the corners. It was reinfor- okay. It like it had. It was reinforced like a motherfucker. I pulled that out. All the fucking corner things fell off. And I opened it in this fucking giant ass Suicide Squad box, like it's just staring at me. I'm like, "Fucking Tony." <laughs> and 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 then my second thought was, "Carrie's gonna be pissed." <laughs> <laughs> Carrie's gonna be pissed. This thing is like like this tall. It opens up like everything is perfectly shrink wrapped. Uh, all the cards, everything, just just glamorous. That, that box mm-hmm. could have taken a 50 cal, and it, it still would have been. <laughs> no 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 corners dinged, and uh, I can't wait to give it to you on Saturday because we're going on the hunt on Saturday. This is true. Hmm. Oh, man.
2: It's going to be glorious.
0: To the hunt. The hunt.
2: The ski. All right, it's my turn. Fucking saga number
1: fucking 55. <clears throat>
0: Saw Saga in the spin Bullet in there in Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, my old uh, pool ski. And uh, mm-hmm. look great. I bought two. I called you. I called, yeah, I called, yeah. I called, I'm, 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 I'm buying you one. Yeah, okay, cool. You didn't listen to me. That's okay. I got...
2: I have Saga to read.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I... Carry um, on. Yeah, I bought first print off the shelf, motherfuckers. And uh, it's it's been two years since Saga uh, ended. Uh, well, it, mm-hmm. ended, it ended, but it didn't really end. Like, like one of the main characters died, and it's picking off, like, a couple years later with the mom and the daughter that they're constantly trying to save throughout the, the first 54 issues.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and this was a sexy comic there is like three fucking sex scenes where I was like god damn <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like like, like it, it's not like it, and they're not doing it to be lurid it's, it's not a porno it's not a fucking Russ Meyer film where they're, where they're trying to make it look like you know, it's all about titties and stuff like, like the, mm-hmm. the sex scenes were amazing and the, the character development you're just if, if you were in the saga you're so hungry for it and mom daughter new guy that's not boating the mom he's basically their their fucking uh, <laughs> gomer pile is uh you know they 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 get approached their ship get approached by a pirate ship and they hide the, the daughter and uh the, the adopted son and uh like mom this is food and she's like no don't eat that <laughs> don't eat that and Why not? She's like, it's not for you. And she's like, well, we're hungry. He's like, listen. She's like, you got to be quiet. We're being boarded by pirates. How do you know they're pirates? And it zooms out, and their tiny little ship is about to be eaten by a giant spaceship that looks like a flying flying fucking skull and crossbones. And uh, Mm -hmm. it's like 30 times bigger than their ship. And Mom's like, you can't eat this. Don't worry about it. And she's like, "What is it?" And she's like, "It's nothing." And then you turn the page, and it's the same. It's the same fucking image. And she's, and because the narrator is the daughter that's hiding, you know, wanting to eat this shit with with, with the mom, because she's talking from it's it's like a fucking wonder your shit, and uh you can't eat that. Why not? Don't worry about it. What are we doing? Well, we we. we uh, we import and export and turn the page. We're smuggling drugs.
2: <laughs> <I>
0: just... We're <laughs> smuggling drugs. We're smuggling drugs. All right. Um, mm. So that's where Saga Fifty Five picks off, and uh, it was a nice, thick, fucking issue. Like it wasn't a twenty-two pager. It was like a fucking forty, and uh, every page was glorious. Uh, I, I, I like that. We, we get a new wire cat. Um, the <laughs> And I told you about Liar Cat. It just, it just, it was worth the, it was absolutely fucking goddamn worth the fucking wait. And it came out the same day the fucking new Stray Dogs book comes out, and we'll talk about that one uh-huh. next time. Uh, that one, I had to, that one took me a week
2: to read. That? I I think the last time, the last time I got to make it to a store, obviously I couldn't make it today because of the weather. Um, But uh, they had Saga stickers and all kinds of like, Mm-hmm. Uh, promo merch they had like stuff a midnight like release
0: for that like for, mm-hmm. for everything and uh, I hope uh, old, uh, George and Ed will save me some of them stickers cause I need them shits I need them to live it's the one It's the one pin that I lost off my Mark wrestling vest but I had a lighter cat fucking pin and it got knocked off but I'll buy another one damn mm-hmm. Hit us with the from fucking Black Cat, Mary Jane, man. Because I remember oh
2: god, it was so good. It like the yeah, uh, the,
0: the latest issue of Spider Man. Uh, Ben Riley's girlfriend sneaks into Mary Jane's apartment, and Mary Jane comes in wearing Black Cat costume. Oh and and, 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 and and it's it's it's, it's, yes. all, it's obviously after a caber. And she's It like, is so good. She's like, Why are you wearing black crap, black cat? And uh, she's like, Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then there's the, the, the little like editor thing like Read Mary Jane Black Cat. I'm like all
2: right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, yes. This is Jed McKay I actually wanna write a letter. This is this is my favorite book that I've read in <laughs> years. I'm not sure. Like this this just blew everything out of the water. I saw Mary Jane and Black Cat Beyond, issue number one, and was like, Well well, all right, let's just see what that's all about. Right. Uh I have not been reading Spider Man's. I I, I I it's just hard. To, i i would rather read decades of bronze age and silver age spider-man than try to figure out what the hell is going on with everything lately every
0: time uh, every time i read a bad spider-man story it's usually about eight months and it's always yeah. it's it, it always feels like hooking up with an ex-girlfriend and i can see why you you're you're you're
2: so reluctant just keep going. yeah Okay, so I'm gonna I am gonna r- run off uh, uh, because everything about this book was totally it was just perfect. It was on par. Jed McKay, writer, C.F. Villa or Villa, depending on whether or not you live in Oklahoma City, uh, is the artist. Uh, Eric Arcanega is the color artist, and V.C.'s Travis Leanham. Literature and freaking tastic Uh, it and this has multiple covers if you're into that kind of thing. Okay, so Spider Man is recovering from a, a big fight and he's in the hospital. Uh, apparently, Mary Jane is looking after him. This is why I have such a hard time with it. What the hell is Mary Jane doing there? Didn't they break up? Didn't Mephisto wreck their marriage? I don't know what the hell is going on anymore. Uh, it, it, but for all intents and purposes, this felt like Doctor Strange eradicated all of that stuff. I, need, I have no I idea. Need, I
0: need about an hour to tell you about it. And yeah, five, I, I don't minutes, need it. I'm five just minutes gonna, into it, you're like, like just, just stop. Just, just yeah, stop. Yeah, there
2: you go. So uh, a sultry awesome looking Felicia Hardy black cat in civvies is just thunder, just walking through the hospital first page, full page. Everybody's she's just turning heads. And I'm like, that's the way that Felicia Hardy should be. Uh, Whether she, whether, whether she means to or not, everybody should always look and go like, wow. When she walks by, Uh, she walks in the room. Mary Jane is sitting there looking like Mary Jane out of the sixties. She's got perfect red hair. She's got her, she's got bangs. Uh, She's wearing a striped uh, sleeveless top and jeans. And I'm like, that is what Mary Jane, that's somebody who freaking loves Mary Jane. The character is, is, is doing this. And I'm automatically going like, these things are clicking. Peter is in bed. He's asleep. And there's some schmuck sitting there with a semi-automatic handgun trained on Mary Jane. And, you know, Black Cat's automatically like, well, we can totally take you out, but obviously you're going to shoot somebody. And she, he's like, yeah, I don't need to shoot Mary, Just shoot this girl, I could shoot the, the guy in the bed, you know. Basically, I knew you were going to get here, I knew you were going to show up, You're uh, and I'm Parker Robbins, the hood. And she's like, oh, dang, okay, well, uh, what the hell do you want? And he's like, listen, I I know you're one of the only people who are going to be able to pull off a caper like this. I've lost the hood, and I want it back. Now, does everybody know what that does for him? Unfamiliar. Okay, t- Parker Robbins is a two-bit you're piece about, of joke. No, no, no. You're
0: talking about the fucking hood. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like his. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. But I'm gonna refresh. I'm gonna. His,
2: minefielders his, may not know, and I'm gonna refresh Tony real quick. It, but uh,
0: before you do, uh, if you really want to like find some good issues, find the Dark rain the Hood
2: issues. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, 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 Dark Reign. What a great time in Marvel Comics, Wonderful for real. Time. Wonderful time. Uh, Not even, not being facetious. Um, okay, so Parker Robbins is a two-bit nobody who somehow encountered this magically infused cloak, and it, it, like, made him virtually a sorcerer supreme. He has all kinds of dark powers. It was a demon, in fact that he was putting on him that was disguised as a cloak. And so Mm. he became the head of the underworld for a little while. So you had this guy whose face you couldn't see, and he is a two-gun shooting dark warlock, basically. But he doesn't know anything about magic, and he's just possessed by this thing. It's kind of like a symbiote. So that's kind of what we have. But somehow or another, he has recently lost this item, and he's saying, Black Cat, you're the only person that's going to be able to get this back. I want you to do it. If you don't do it, I'm going to shoot this guy in here. And uh, he knows automatically he's like, okay, well, you're obviously here. And this chick is Mary Jane Watson, who is a model and actress. So uh, since she hangs around with this idiot Peter Parker photographer all of the time, clearly this guy's Spider-Man. Like he puts <laughs> two and two together. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, all right. I figured that right then and there. He, he pretty much had it nailed down, like he has it. He has it figured out. So, uh, Black Cat's like, "Okay, this is what I'm going to do. I got to, we got 24 hours to do this, and uh, I'm going to take Red here with me." And uh, he's like, "Why would I let you do that?" And he's like, "It's like, well, he's not going anywhere. You can just stay right here and keep an eye on him, and you can shoot him as soon as anybody walks into the room." If that's what you want to do, which automatically sounds stupid as hell because nurses are going to come in and check on things and feed him and whatever. But what, you know, whatever black cats logic is Mary Jane is not into this costumed nonsense. I'm not going to let her get shot because I'll never hear about it Hear The end of it from Peter when he wakes up and I'm like, that's a fun thing. So they go out together, their facial expressions, their inflections they're perfect like every eye flit like this is so mapped out i want to see this as its own movie like every panel there's so much emotion there's so much uh there's so much just like perfect artistry going on here uh, it's astonishing it's as if someone really uh, just sit down and watch people have these conversations they they just knew exactly how to to illustrate this uh so they're having they 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 get out into the world and black cat's concept is i know where this thing probably is or i know where it is and it's freaking count Nefaria. he is (laughs) sitting in a throne on top of a building on the roof of a building watching a movie that's being projected up on a screen down by the pier someplace Around the you know the around the shoreline of New York City, Some and there's all these other sir. civilians. Yeah, and he's he's like Count Nefaria is arguably one of the most powerful bad guys out there. Uh, he definitely rivals Doctor Doom. He has defeated Thor. He is so freaking powerful, and apparently he's a cynophile And so <laughs> like Black Cat swings in sneaks up and he's like and she's just like she announces herself and he immediately knows who she is and he's like look hey whatever you're doing here uh all i want to do is just watch my freaking movie and he's like and she's like yeah yeah well let me let me just chat with you for a second i really don't mean to be a bother i know you're a criminal over uh, overlord and like that's a big deal but uh if you don't mind i just wanted to q a you about these things and he's like i don't really have any time for this i'm just trying to enjoy my movie Get out of here! Or you're going to get nailed. And he's like, she's like, okay, well, my friend really wanted to meet you, and it's Mary Jane, who's a freaking worldwide like actress. And he's like, oh my god! Like instantly, it's just fucking cute. Like this is such a cute <laughs> scene to have a bad guy be like, he marks. Well, yeah, out. I have
1: everything in this the world. The fanboy yeah, out.
2: He marks out for Mary Jane, and I was like, that is freaking funny. And then next page. Felicia is back at her truck like, okay, hey, we're going to get the information we need, obviously, blah, blah, blah. And her two dudes who have been running around with her in her title book for the last two years are there. So good job getting a cameo of those guys in here. Uh, and then basically they get the information that they need and they have to run around the entire underworld Uh beating up bad guys together or like um, smoozing with them. So there's one panel where black cat has defeated uh, taskmaster. And then there's another panel where they're having drinks with the rhino at a nightclub. And then they That's go awesome. and they have to play cards with the enforcers uh, to get something out of them. And then finally they do something with the armadillo and Mary Jane actually beats the hell out of the Shocker with a baseball bat that's which awesome. she feels bad about later she just but then they're like, his but then, yeah, but like but then like but then black cat is like I know you feel bad about beating that guy up but look that's what he's there for we all beat <laughs> him up it's just like it's just so funny that you just can't take the Shocker seriously period uh, so when they figure out where the item is it took me a it week to beat that a-
0: motherfucker in the fucking
2: Spider-Man game. <laughs> he he was tough. He was just over the top hard in that. Uh he uh, they figure out that they need to go into the uh the uh, high rise of Tombstone who for whatever reason has this thing. So Black Cat is sneaking in and the whole time I'm like, "Okay, cool, but what's Mary Jane doing?" And then Black Cat starts a voiceover, which I do uh, really appreciate. White lettering, black background, uh, blue box frame. Really, nice. really cool.
0: Nice.
2: And what we realized, I, I mean, obviously, guys, I don't want to spoil this for everybody. I think everybody should have a good t- time reading this because I, I literally, I laughed out loud so many times reading this. And I just fanboyed out when it was Count Nefariot. And, like, when it was this goofy thing where it was like, of course, play to her strengths. Let her go in there and be an actress. That's perfect. Boom! They did it twice. Black Cat is robbing Tombstone while he's running around chasing the Black Cat, Mary Jane, in a Black Cat outfit. With a white wig. (laughs) I just, I was like, I saw it coming for two pages, and when it was confirmed, I flipped out. I I was like, this is so
0: perfect. I've been waiting all week for you to explain to me why Mary Jane came home in a black hat costume.
2: That that is totally it. I want to see if I can find the dialogue that I most appreciated about it. But basically, it was like, uh, just a bit of subtlety. You know, you see something that's so completely obvious that you're used to, and you take it at face value. That's what it is, but you don't realize that there's some slight change to it. There's something different. Like, and it's funny because Tombstone is like, "Did she change her hair or something?" And he's like running down the corridor to get her, and it just—it's just so freaking cute. But, even then she, and, and even then like the whole thing is taken more or less from Felicia's perspective and she's just like Yeah, yeah, you're you, you did a good job. You, you you did a good job portraying me, but you're no black cat. I mean, you're skinny ass, you don't have the booty for my outfit. And suddenly to like have that girl moment of like Fuck you, like, Parker likes me like, more. <laughs> it, it, but then oh God, get this. I'm not kidding, I actually weeped over this. They have a moment where they're sitting together discussing what they just had to do. And Black Cat is is like, she's she's pissed. She's like, I never, like, uh, you know, I'm the bad girl, okay? It pisses me off that, you know, obviously I made my mistakes. I know you think I'm the bad girl. Uh, I'm the one that doesn't get the guy. I'm the one who has this crazy life, you know? And, um, and, uh, it drives me crazy that he goes for you, this sweet, nice woman that's got all these, you know, whatever, you know, she's all she's Mary Jane for crying out loud. They don't know each other. And so it was just awesome because, because Mary Jane was like, look, I used to be the bad girl. I decided I needed to clean up my act. I wasn't the bad girl. I was the party girl. I was the fun time girl. I needed to clean up my act. I needed to rewrite my personal narrative. And in that moment, Felicia realizes something about Mary Jane that, and they, they click. They finally get each other for the first time in all of their character histories or non-history, which begs, I really want to see these two interacting and doing something please for like six issues you know i is let me go let me double yeah i mean it's like is is it a one shot i beg of you it's
0: it's a one shot it's a one
2: shot i just don't want it to anyway they go back they they totally trick uh parker into i don't want to spoil how they deal with him it was good it's just so damn good but uh i'll say this the closing closing panel has has mary jane and black cat standing at the foot of his bed in the hospital with their with their respective black cat outfits on and uh he wakes up and he's like oh god what the hell's going on here <laughs> it's this dream again be gentle please <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so I do real. I just like yeah, it, there was just so much. It, it's it's just a it's just a knockout book. It's my favorite book. I don't know if it's the best. But it just had everything. I, I'm done. It's Parker, so goddamn good.
0: Parker, you hit the stepmom pornhub
2: jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, it was just fun. I I would I would really like to see these two team up and running around. There are way 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 lesser books going around out there that uh, I think would make way less money than this. It, it reminds I don't even care if it, was, if it was done by, like, the Illuminati. Like, hey, uh, MJ, we got to team up again, you know? Like, there had been huge, swat, swat, like, spates of time from issue one to issue two yeah it's issue number two, but it's three years later at a different instance it, hey, we got to team up again it, okay it, it
0: reminds no. me of how good the uh joseph michael lindzer clause uh books were we team. you book. really like that oh I love those they they were like okay cool four issues there was two there was two sets of them the artwork was amazing it was sexy it was funny it would it had it had black magic it had all this, like, all the crazy shit, uh-huh. that, all, the crazy shit I, all the crazy shit that I like. Just shoved into one fucking you know four issue miniseries. and and uh god we were um we were what was that story at where uh it was storm and uh, magic tony uh, there, we 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 found one issue of a a storm and magic four ser- uh four series set the the place that had the, the crow, the the authentic James O'Barr on the wall.
1: Yeah, it was Capow, yeah.
0: It was Capow. And then uh I a couple of months ago I found a Beauty and the Beast set. It was Beast in God, was it Dazzler? Or was it it, it didn't matter.
1: <laughs> like, like, I think it was like, somebody outside of the X Men, I feel like. It
0: it 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 was it was Beast in I, I wanna say it was Beast and Dazzler. Um but it, regardless, like I still got to read them, but like I'm just happy that like we we found those on the hunt. We can't wait to take you on the hunt, man. Like uh, when when we we got to take a trip to Oklahoma when uh, Tony gets his vaccinations and his blood check to make sure he didn't marry his sister because that's what actually they test for in Oklahoma.
1: I don't even <laughs> have a sister.
0: Even then, man, they're still gonna check. <laughs> they're still gonna <laughs> check. It's a problem there. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll go on the hunt. We got half price books. We got. We go fucking rage, speeding bullet, go to atomic pop and, uh, fucking, uh, more, uh, is, uh, what's the one that was, uh, by Sai Sushi that, that, uh,
2: Oh, it's not there anymore. It's moved up North on May. What, it's all-star comics. All-star
0: comics. Uh, like I wanted to say it was all-star, but I was thinking that like, cause we, <laughs> cause we, we got a, we got a, an all-star in uh, Armarella and Lubbock, don't we?
1: In Lubbock, yeah. Yeah, in Lubbock, mm,
2: yeah. Oradillo. Uh yeah, all All Star is not as um it's not as that's the crazy thing. Like you think about that location and that they were there for years and years, it felt like a very, very real comic book store. It's not that it isn't now. It's just not nearly the same. Their their uh retail space is very much more open. So it doesn't feel like it just doesn't have that lived-in quality that it had in the previous place. But I don't know much about it, and I'm certainly not—I don't know these folks very well. But I, I, I feel like there was some, uh, uh, a bit, uh, like owner, there was some went down between the owner, keepers, or something like that, and so. Somehow or another, they moved. Oddly enough, if you're driving north on May at that area, uh, <laughs> the sign is still up after all these years. But, uh, yeah.
0: All right, so we got Mirror War, we got Suicide Squad, Devil's Reign, Monkey Prince. Um, we'll do Monkey Prince next time. We'll, we'll, cause I, uh, Tony, you really gotta pick that one up. Um, I say we hold off on Devil's Reign until it's over.
2: That's not a bad idea. I really have liked it, though, by the way. I'm going to say that's, you know, that's something I'm trying to pick up. Like, it's it's really, really good. Uh, yeah.
0: On, uh, God, was it Saturday? I think it was, no, it was Sunday. Oh. I was watching Jay Leno interview a guy that, Jay Leno's Garage, that had, like, an original Knight Rider that was actually used in in the show, and they drove it around and talked about Knight Rider. Well, uh, I've... I got in the shower and that finished, and like right when I got in, and the autoplay pulled up a uh, Cannibal Run documentary.
2: Oh yeah!
0: And I, I I've never seen Cannibal Run. I've always wanted to see it. Um, mm-hmm. it, it it's and, and for those that are listening, uh, there's a complete difference between Cannibal Run and Smoking the Bandit. Smoking the Bandit was uh, a, a Trans Am. Gorgeous brown Phoenix on the front. Knight Rider was uh, a Trans Am in a Pontiac. Uh, God, uh, like the, 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 there was two different stocks that they used. A, but Cannibal Run started with like almost a three-minute montage of just watching a fucking black koutosh and it
2: Lamborghini Countach, yeah.
0: It, it hypnotized the world, <laughs> like watching this fucking car that has no uh, power steering. Uh, if you are taller than five foot eight, it, it is gonna be very uncomfortable. The air conditioning only blows out on the side by your feet. Uh, it's nothing but blind spots. Uh, the, the spoilers uh, work against you most of the time. Uh, you have to know what you're doing. And this car can go 200 miles fucking hour, if not a little, yeah. bit, a little bit more. And hearing the history about uh, Cannonball, who who started the run, which was it, like, uh, how how do we describe it? It was basically Fight Club with cars.
2: <laughs> A little bit. I mean, you know, the because of the secretive nature of it, and at the same time, they weren't being terribly secretive about it. Let me. I, I I took some notes actually, well, uh, because I started re-listening to it tonight. Um, the Cannibal Run is, was uh, the brainchild of a gentleman named Brock Gates. Yep. Who was writing for, like, Car and Driver, Popular Mechanics, uh, a lot of different, uh, Sports Illustrated even. Yeah. A bunch of different periodicals in the se- 60s and 70s, I suppose. And um, it came as a, uh, like a backlash, dare? kind of. For a dare? Uh, uh, maybe, maybe uh, it was, it was like, it was a passing idea that became something spectacular and it was, it was a result of, it, it, there's a different mentality. You think about all the sixties muscle cars and all the drag racing in the fifties and stuff like that. And uh, then you get into the idea in the seventies about the EPA, uh, the environmental protection agency um and uh, Ralph Nader, who was, uh, I believe, a presidential candidate at that some was point. That was
0: fascinating. He, he, yeah. he was all about the fucking, like, you know, family car, low gas uh-huh. Emissions.
2: And, yeah. Emissions standards and uh, safety. And You know, we, we do have a lot to, to owe to him as a person who pushed for, uh, like, safety crumple zones and safety belts and uh you know the types of glass that were going into vehicles there's a lot to be said for Ralph Nader but at the same time uh Brock Gates was a person who was was backlashing against this because there was a national speed limit imposition of 55 miles an hour like everywhere on highways and stuff and, dude, I want to talk briefly with you about something that did not come up in this show it. because it begs the question. When you're talking about the idea of a cross-country road trip in as fast a time as possible, and that's what this cannonball run is, uh, you leave from New York. Red Ball parking garage in New York City and drive as as quickly as possible to Portofino Inn in Los Angeles. Um, The first, the first attempt that they made got them there in about 40 hours. Correct. And then the next record was set for about 35 and then people were squeezing off little bits here and there.
0: Yeah.
2: So the thing is, I, you know, you're going to take interstates, you were going to take interstates then, but the interstate system was not finished then. It's not finished now. It's a living organism. It's never completely done. The, I, I asked you when you were telling me about this the, uh, la, uh, the other night, uh, about, like, did they ever talk about, like, the quality of the octane of fuel or anything like that? And you were like, no, no, they didn't. And I was fascinated because it also, like, what route are you going to take? You know, how are you going to try to do this? And – um uh, it got fascinating. It, it fascinates me because uh, Dw- I, I don't know if you know this. Dwight Eisenhower, for President Eisenhower, and former General Eisenhower, was part of the first cross-country trip motorized in American history. I did not know that. And he when he was a lieutenant, uh, it was either right before or after uh, World War One. Um, he, he was like, yeah, I'm going to be involved in this. We got to figure out how we can, you know, coordinate travel across the United States, especially if we ever got invaded. And so they drove in vehicles. Like you had all these guys that didn't even know how clutches worked and they're just stuck in first gear or second gear and just grinding these engines. They're cutting cattle. Uh, they're cutting, like, uh, barbed wire and stuff, fences, to be able to get through people's property. And they, they ended up, like, going from Chicago to San Francisco. And so that was one of the reasons, when you look at it, it's the Dwight Eisenhower interstate roadway system. I've heard that before. And this also, this also came from his time in Europe during World War II, watching how uh, Hitler and the Nazis put the Audubon together. Correct. So he was like, "Yeah, now we got to deal." So like, blah blah blah. That's not part of this story, but it's a fascinating part of this story that they didn't incorporate into this this documentary. The documentary it
0: was it is was about a awesome Cannonball listen. Run, but,
2: but it really came down to here is the Cannonball Run, and here's why we could no longer run it because of the Countach, yeah. and that's where I want you to take over, dude. What do you got about it? That fascinated
0: me because All right. it, it it like. Uh, the, the way that sports develops the way that uh we've been watching uh, pro wrestling the way we've watched uh the mma develop the way we've watched it like if you watch uh-huh. early mma stuff i mean like there were barely any rules it was barely it was basically <laughs> bare knuckle boxing and they, yeah. they had to sanction it they had to uh figure out certain rules you know just to keep the peace and you know uh, not uh-huh. have some guy like you know knock someone's fucking head in because that could have right. happened. And when the Countach showed up, it, like that's when it like, came to a, a halting end because it was too much power. It was too much power. Uh, the, the, the Countach uh, fascinates me because I've, I've been a Lamborghini junkie since I was a child. Uh, like uh, yeah. I, I remember going to AutomobileLamborghini.com mm-hmm. when it was the, the when it was a first. A website, the first website, and they just showed some pictures of the engines and a little bit of history, and like learning about the Muira and how basically uh, the guy that ran Ferrari uh, pissed off the guy that owned um, yeah. pissed off the guy that uh, owned Lamborghini. That basically, they just made tractors and and, and uh, other. Yeah, Lamborghini
2: was a tractor company. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and, like
0: utilitary like uh, um, machines and it, Lamborghini had some ideas like hey can you do this to the clutch can you like, do a couple things here and the guy's like fuck you get the fuck out of my office and he's like you know what fuck you I'm going to make it even better I'm going to make something better they make the Miura uh, they made one before it, it but, but the Miura was the one that really captivated it but when the Countach came out it, 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 like I saw I remember I was driving into uh, uh, my local liquor store like three years ago and a mm-hmm. coontosh was pulling out, and I almost wrecked my car into a pole. <laughs> the, it, I'm not joking; like it just—it yeah. was a monstrosity of a fucking machine, and it, it, it was—it it, would have like the 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 feeling inside of me would have been similar to watching Optimus Prime transform from a truck. To fucking Optimus Prime And there it fucking was Angular, fucking, still space age And again, no fucking power steering You can barely fit into it if you're an, an American Because uh, we're obviously bigger and better than Italians uh, i just joking um, <laughs> um, But uh, the fact that the Cannibal Run ended Because the cars were getting too fast And the guys that were driving them uh, Basically didn't know what the fuck they were doing And as Uh a, and as a hardcore NASCAR fan, uh, there's psychology in NASCAR. Like there, there is like, like Rex, if you're watching NASCAR, you do, you do not, if you're a true NASCAR fan, you do not want to watch wreck. A wreck is only going to shit on your fucking day. Oh yeah, man. And, and, uh, Mm. and I think this is what you're asking me about is like, these guys just weren't educated enough, uh, athletic enough to drive the car for fucking 36 hours to try to break the, the like that like it, it you're not gonna have it not to mention the fact that uh a diablo i think it's eight miles to the fucking gallon and that diablo came out in 91 and um we're talking late 70s early 80s and this car is just like it we've, we've gone too far it's gotta end we're all we're all gonna die Like like the fun is Like they were running red hot with fucking you know fuzzbusters and uh, CB radios communicating with truckers, you know like hey we're coming up on your side, like we're we're coming up on your side, like the the, the truckers would hate it when they wouldn't communicate. Like all they had to do was communicate because these guys are going a hundred miles an hour at the very least at all times.
2: You have to average that, yeah.
0: At all times and. Figuring out a way to like get away from the cops all that good stuff and I I love the fact that it ended because uh, the sports that we enjoy wrestling, you know, MMA football um, there's limits but like could you imagine if it was 1976 and some asshole from the fucking future showed up with a fucking uh, McLaren <laughs> and, oh man, and, for you real! Know, or you deal with a shitload of McLarens, like we're all racing McLarens. So those guys have all been dead within an hour. <laughs> like the, they they, they, they wouldn't have yeah. had the, the wherewithal and uh, the understanding. Um. The, the, but then it, then the, the the way it inspired the movie, and and then of course there's no fucking way they're going to do uh, race across the fucking country. Without fucking Burt Reynolds, and then he goes be above and beyond and make sure he hires all his stunt guys, all his stunt guys, yeah. uh, all his all the guys he knows that that are going to be able to film this right from all the race car movies that they've done. Um, fuck yeah! And and
2: uh, who were they trying to get? Um, who was the uh, I can't think of the dude's name right now. It's not Paul Newman. It's uh. uh Oh, gosh. His son was one of the Cobra Kai, for crying out loud. Uh, Dude, I'm dying here. The Great Escape, motorcycle jump. Uh, Uh, Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. Yeah, they were trying to get Steve McQueen in it, and there was a scheduling conflict. Yeah. It's just like, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, they, they got anybody and everybody they could get to be in that movie in an effort to just make it as fun and uh, popular as possible, and it totally freaking worked.
0: Absolutely, man. Um, and I, I, I can't remember the time I enjoyed a documentary this way, because every time I watched a documentary, it was, I was really like, good. Like, like a, yeah. like I, I walk in the room, my dad's watching, a, you know, uh, back when I was living at home, dad's always watching some fucking world war Two shit and okay you know it's it's usually interesting and, <laughs> I'm gonna hang out with your dad and, and, and i know some stuff about what's going on and we have a conversation but like like the like the, the the way they went completely in depth with the history of, mm-hmm. uh, of everyone involved and but what it really centered around was was the coontosh and yeah and guys if if you if you ever get a chance to go to like a, a car show uh just go there it's it's usually 10 bucks to get in maybe 20 uh it doesn't matter what sort but if if you get the chance to be in the presence of a fucking Countach. I've been in the presence of a couple of Diablos a Huracan and I actually got to see a Sesto Elemento in in person one time and I, like when I saw that Sesto Elemento I was just looking for uh, a a put Place to put my dick in, <laughs> like, like I'm not. I'm not trying to be crass. I mean, like, but 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 the Countach. My point is, is the yeah. Countach still completely, absolutely? Oh,
2: it's un- still totally un- rocks, Quivetly, completely what they, they made completely. That- they made an anniversary edition of it uh, recently. They mentioned that in the documentary, and they're like, that's the last Countach where, that anybody's ever going to make because every part of them is handmade and uh, you know, why, by, the, by the original guys, if, if possible. That's why and, uh,
0: Lamborghini and Porsche and, uh, well, not really Porsche, but more Ferrari. Like Ferrari uh, that's why those cars are so expensive is because they're all handmade, and mm-hmm. they're all made to order like uh, yeah. if you buy a used lamborghini you got to make sure that the the guy that originally ordered it is the same proportions as you because there's no moving the seat back there's no moving the
2: seat back. oh yeah it's super uncomfortable for anybody yeah, it was yeah. like what was it when I say over six foot like, like, so over five nine or something like that
0: you told you saw uh that Russell Westbrook was driving a fucking hurricane and I was like no fucking way. He
2: yeah, he showed up to one of the uh commercials that we shot. This is Russell Westbrook former uh what guard on the Oklahoma City Thunder and basketball team. Uh guard or point guard, whatever. Um he uh, uh he showed up to one and he he had his Lambo with him. I don't know what kind it was, but uh, it was. Uh,
0: it, and, and the reason I said no. Amazing. The reason I said no fucking way is because the car was too new for him to having been able to order it. In in oh, I don't the, know the, the, the time space of when he got big, there was no fucking way mm-hmm. he would he would have been able to order it. Like he would a uh, like he's a big guy. <laughs> like
2: he's six three. He's my height.
0: Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, guys. Just um, if you get <clears> up your ass and want yeah, to watch something fun. And, and, yeah. and back to getting canceled, uh, it's some manly shit. <laughs>
2: this is- uh, yeah, that's an interesting point. There's a lot of machismo this in is, this story. This is all machismo. The Cannonball Run Countach. The Cannonball Run Countach, supercar legend, full documentary. It's free on YouTube. If you can find it to rent or to buy and you're totally into it, go for it. Uh, There's just a lot of fascinating information in in that. It was really entertaining. And, uh, yeah, they talk about, if you're into that car in particular, they talk about where that actual car is now and the loving hands that own it. Uh, It's a really fun story.
0: I can't tell you how appreciative I am that you took my fucking advice
2: to watch that fucking documentary, man. Dude, I was hooked in the first three minutes. I was just like, the way this is, the way they're pouring information out, this is more than just like, you know, an examination of a car. This is not, this is about like mystique. It's about macho. It's about, uh, it's about. Wealth, society, direction—there was so much going on in this Under, thing. It's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen.
0: Underground societies, like like just, underground
2: society, totally.
0: And, and without the internet, with just these guys just communicating incognito in the fucking classifieds and a fucking like <clears throat> car and driver, like it, yeah, it, it, it's it's all there. You had to figure it out. You heard a rumor that the Cannibal Run fucking existed, and mm-hmm. and then what are you gonna do? You're gonna fucking like you're gonna be a fucking spectator. You're gonna be one of thirty, forty people in the crowd when it takes off, or or you going to fucking figure out a sponsor and get a fucking Porsche. Get a fucking <laughs> Porsche Hawaiian and,
2: Tropic, my man. Yeah,
0: and and, and, the, and then like all the little things like you know like planning the food, bathroom trips, like like avoiding mm-hmm. avoiding the cops, getting decoy fucking ambulances with your some dude's wife pretending to be some senator's senator's wife that on the way Oh to, yeah, that was like, funny yeah, like 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 all of that, that 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 can't happen again and and it's it's if if i had a, if if i had a fucking time travel machine yeah we're we're going to cannibal run <laughs> mm-hmm. we're, we're going to cannibal run T- tony what was your sexy car of choice uh, we all had our own
1: I don't know, probably just like a Lamborghini when I was a kid. Ooh, that was like, the coolest thing. Absolutely.
2: I don't think I ever uh, cared that much about cars. I was, I was really into Mustangs and Shelby Cobras because I had a lot of really nice hot, hot wheels of them. But, like, dude, when I started watching Miami Vice, that Ferrari Daytona just mm-hmm. captures my mind. Even though it's not even legit. It's a Corvette C3. Uh, body with a with a I think it's a fiberglass uh, Daytona uh, chassis, not chassis. Uh, you know what? Uh, Dude. For, Dude. For, it just it's put on there. It's fake.
0: W- what my awesome, favorite, one of my favorite points about it was when we're winding up. Like when, when the guy was like, "If you you could literally hang the chassis of a fucking coontosh from the ceiling of oh, yeah, right? an art museum and people would be like, that is, that's gorgeous. <laughs> that's, that's mm-hmm. fucking gorgeous. Um, yeah. Let's, uh, and, and, you know, it's getting late guys. Uh, let's just do one more. Uh, let's, uh, let's hang off on uh mirror war until it's over. Uh, cause we got one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's do suicide squad and, uh, let's hear about how much of a fucking piece of shit. Amanda Waller is man. Because, I, I, I even though we talked about it a little last week, but the power that she wields, man. Like, did that reflect in your mind when you're reading this issue?
1: Oh, yeah. She's always got. I mean, she. Situation, no matter what the situation is, is really kind of what it is. You know? Like,. At no point do we really know how much power she truly wields. But she's able to talk her way out of any situation, which is pretty impressive. <clears throat> like the first uh first words on the page is Amanda Waller must be stopped. Oh yes. You know, we've got we've got basically, you know, the other suicide squad right now. We've got uh we got Peacemaker, we got Bloodsport, we got Rick Flag, we got Mirror Master, we got one of the Parademons, we got Cheetah. They're all trying to get to Amanda Waller while the actual Suicide Squad is on Earth-8. Mm. They're trying to get the last the last person they needed for their squad. And freaking, you know, they end up fighting this... And yet another version, basically, of the Suicide Squad, or another version, it seems like a bunch of almost wannabe Avengers, really. We've got Dead Red, who's got a big-ass head. And looks like the Hulk. We've got Thrill Kill. We've got Blood Pouch, which is basically a clown version of Deadpool. We've got Thing Man. We've got Oedipus. (laughs) we've got them just fighting the squad you know we're trying you know they're like you know they've kind of got a no kill rule going on at the moment for some reason but you know we've got waller back here um just sitting down and watching this and she's got a, a basically a bodyguard with her And then he sends a bodyguard out to find Dr. Rodriguez, who's been funneling information to Rick Flagg the whole time. You know, this guy finds her. But, uh, you know, by the time he finds her, you know, Rick Flagg's already got her. So she's pretty safe. You know, one of the big things with the squad is that they never there's always some type of internal conflict between them. You know, and everybody, we got Major Force on there, kind of leading the team at the moment. But everybody hates him because he's just, you know, everybody thought Peacemaker was a bastard, but Major Force is 10, 20, 30 times worse. And he just <laughs> he just doesn't care as long as the mission gets completed. If you die, you die. And he is hes more than willing to use... Um, his compatriots is, uh, as human shields, if need be, more than willing to watch somebody else die so that he can live. He doesn't care. So we go back to uh, to Waller, and her uh, her bodyguard comes back, and she's like, "You know, did you find did you find Doctor Rodriguez?" And she, he just says, "She's with Peacemaker." <laughs> and for the first time we see we see we focus in on Amanda Waller's eyes and we see fear. But then with, you know, quickly before she can even turn around, you know, cool his eyes, forget about him. You know, we're 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 done here. And they they just go to leave. You know, at the same time we go back to Earth uh Earth 8 and Major Force is now trying to kill Black Siren but Match the, uh, the superboy, superboy the super superboy clone uh puts himself in between them and they just they start fighting major major forces kicking his ass until black siren you know lets out a canary cry and screams at him and we go back to waller and she's just like damn it i needed him <laughs> Why? You know, and she's just like Why? She looks at uh she's like, damn everybody, damn point damn you too, Rodriguez. You know, Parker trying to change of retrieval plans. And the yeah, the squad's going to find the Rick Flag's version of the squad is going after Waller. And they're but they're ready to make their last stand. And we we go back to Earth eight and everyone's helping her. everybody with the exception of the major force is helping everybody helping each other out and then freaking you know, Waller shows up they you know, pull everybody back, and Waller's just like all you guys do is fail, you know every time we uh that's exactly what I saw you guys doing. And match match tries to stand up to Waller, and it's like, you know, hey, we might not be the squad you wanted, but we're the squad you got. And we, uh, they remember that their bombs are still blocked, and uh, Rodriguez was able to shut off the bombs in their next uh, last issue. You know, and then, and he just kind of Waller just kind of breaks down. Match just talking about how, uh, yeah, I wanted you to be my Superman, but, you know, you're truly nothing. Now all you're doing is poisoning my squad. As she looks at Nocturna, and she's like, "I don't need you to be my Superman anymore. You know, you being Bizarro oh boy will work out just fine." And freaking band up, they end up they up teleporting away. And you know, she, and she's like, "You guys can just rot here for all I care." And you know, ambush bugs like it's hard to take that personal. And then she's like, "Goodbye, squad, and hello, Colonel Flag." And you know, Flag's like, "You know, it's over, Waller. You know, this is we're done. You know, you yeah. can smile all the way to prison for all I care. You're yeah, done." Fuck you. And, <laughs> and she's just like, "I'm, know, I'm, I'm impressed how well you did today, Flag. But you're still so many steps behind me." And when you see her, just this, uh, this red hue over her as she says that. And freaking the ground starts to shake beneath them. And the it opens up and swallows them whole. And we find out the entire island that they've been on <laughs> is it's, it's, it's Clayface.
2: Jesus Christ. <laughs> Whoa, that's messed up. Wow. <laughs> like yeah. I said, man, she's, she's,
0: she's counting cards while her homie is fucking helping her count cards with a... You know, a drone from the side They've hacked into the casinos Fucking computers The, the fucking, uh Uh (laughs) Floor chief is, like, in on it And she actually owns the whole goddamn place At the same time, too Fuck you
1: So the next thing we, last thing we see Is Amanda Waller's actually been on Earth 3 The whole time, and she teleported the, uh The rest of her squad there And we're gonna see this uh, this story continue in the pages of War for Earth three, coming to you soon.
0: <sighs> it makes me happy. Is it like which issue was it? A Suicide Squad? Was this twelve?
1: This is twelve. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. So yeah. So obviously ending point, but way to give us extra stuff, and then I I, I just hope they don't do a num- another number one. Like just do a number just. Keep going with thirteen, man, because like the stuff. That well, that's is, the thing.
1: We've got this whole thing with Flag and Flag and his team and Clayface. So,
0: well, I mean, if they do, I, like,
1: I don't feel like it's ending.
0: If they do a, a new Suicide Squad as a side one, that'd be fine. But like keeping with the the, the guys are just completely fucked over. Just do thirteen. Do do this new side story like well you know like what is it like a early winter late winter story. um just give us six issues that'll okay, fine I don't mind buying those extra issues but I, I always feel discredited when uh okay 12 issues is over and now we're gonna do number one and no just keep going like, like the, the way we're so invested with Nightwing like, like and like the, the, the numbering actually matters to me like they're yeah uh, how many opportunities have they had in the past two years that we've been completely obsessed with Nightwing that they could have done a number one another uh, just gone back to another one they, they didn't do it they just kept going the
1: story's good i feel it justifies it yeah well that's the thing you like you know those runs are always great like i was looking at the uh freaking uh batman up until final crisis or not final crisis a uh, flash just to see how many issues they got and they made it to 713 issues and I like, that's, you know, that's, that's pretty awesome. You know, Detective obviously went higher because I think it was 933, I believe, was the last issue pre-Flashpoint.
0: Before Fifty Two, yeah. Yep. But.
1: So you- it's like, it's, you know, it's interesting to see the, like, really kind of, if you can get into a book with that kind of a run, it's, it's, it's freaking impressive
0: yeah there's a a new book that came out today a uh, history of image comics and uh a lot they 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 made sure all the milestones are there spawn was the first independent comic to get get to number one hundred uh savage Ooh. dragon was the second one to get to one hundred uh spawn was the first one to get to two hundred um they they put all the milestones in there and then uh this comic came out it, It specializes in this. Uh, Like, they... About how uh, when... The the first time they went to Comic-Con before Image Comics was really even a thing, Marvel, Dark Horse, and DC pulled out in complete protest. And, like, uh, like, uh, all of these little things... We're talking about numbers here, but, like, all these little things fucking matter. And and it reminds me of what we're doing in indie wrestling right now. Uh, Like, we're... These guys got fucked over, and said, "You know what? We believe in ourselves. We're gonna go and do what we're, we're gonna go do our own thing, and uh, we're doing that mm-hmm. right now, guys. We're minefields. We, we've covered like probably 500 different topics tonight. We, we started with the B-52s. Oh, dude, <laughs> <We're> loaded <laughs> <up. But> we loaded <laughs> up. We started with the B-52s, and this is walking through minefields. And uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna. I guess I think it's my turn. Actually, is it my turn? Yeah." I'm just gonna sense my turn, guys. Uh, you guys got anything left yeah. in the tank?
2: <laughs> I got lots for some reason, but yeah, we should uh, we should bring we should bring it in next week.
0: Shit, after getting the vid, man, uh, like I feel like I'm coming out of fog. Like I'm I, like I think I'm at a hundred percent, but I don't know, <clears throat> like all this energy, man, guys. But yeah, this is uh, this is minefields. This is issue 125.
1: Yeah, nice. Oh, the milestone issue! Dum one, dum dum.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is where uh, where Colin uh, this re- reveals himself to be the the evil traitor the whole time. But I was also on the same team too, and Tony is left
2: all alone.
1: Yeah, that's one sounds right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. <laughs>
0: Guys, this is minefield. It's all right. this, is, this is dangerous. It's
1: dangerous. I got bubblegum bubble gum here for bubblegum and a kickass. I'm all out of bubblegum.
0: All out of bubblegum. This is dangerous. This is dangerous. We got new air coming
2: up. Head, feel the shell shock.
0: We're, we're releasing it. We're releasing it. They're, they're going to tell everyone on Facebook on uh, Saturday. But, yeah, uh, fucking Nero's coming back. March. It's happening. This is dangerous and this transmission is over. It's over.